to do this gig, except for the heartbreak kid. Welcome to the Full Apart Podcast. This is Josh Heiser here with... The boyhood dream has come true for Josh Heiser. Because we're about to spend an entire episode talking about his favorite childhood wrestler, <laughs> Shawn Michaels. And I'm yeah. James Prophet. And joining us tonight, once again, great to fellow, have you back. Fellow sexy boy. <laughs> there you go. One of our best friends on the podcast, Tommy the Machine Jewel. How you doing, Tommy? Doing great. And I'm not your boy toy. Hmm? <laughs> so yeah, as James mentioned, we're doing a um trying to think of the right word, self-made um Shawn Michaels best of tournament, similar to our Undertaker one, but this isn't this isn't put out by WWE.com. This is this, <laughs> this is, born, is and, born and bred, full apart. So, um, as you all know, March 31st is Shawn Michaels Day. I'm sure you guys all celebrate it every Josh, year. Yeah, I want to say Josh has been celebrating this holiday for <laughs> at least 15 years. He's been sending me text messages every March 31st that says Happy Shawn Michaels Day. Yes, it's the the day that he won the belt for the first time. And so it being March, the uh, month that our nation devotes to celebrating tournaments, we thought it would be really fun to, and it's also WrestleMania season, Josh's favorite. It seemed like the perfect time to kind of replicate the Undertaker episode and do a 32-match best of Shawn Michaels tournament. So, Josh, do you want to explain how we came up with the matches? Yeah, so um, we basically just went back and forth over text um, nominating them. So, I mean, technically they're seeded. 
you know, it's it's me and James just throwing out Sean matches, so I don't know that it would be exactly what everybody would agree as, but we did make the clarification that these are personal favorites, not necessarily what everybody would consider all the best ones, but I think we pretty much got, you know, the top 20 in there as far as most Bleacher Report or whatever. Let's go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I'll try to remember as we're going through, James, you might have a better memory of if, if you know, a particular person nominated one, but what we did was just do one versus 32 and just... Yep. As you go, uh, two versus 31 and so on. So we have our esteemed special guest here as the tiebreaker. And yeah, I'm just going to get into it. So, we get <coughs> sorry. Started, I, I want to ask <laughs> both of you guys how much time did you get to spend? Because we're all fathers, you know, all working full time. How much time did you get to spend actually rewatching any of these matches? So I actually watched more than I normally would for something like this. Um, it's your favorite, man. Yeah, and and I mean, I, when we first started the idea, I was like, well, you know, I remember a lot of these because it is Sean or whatever. But I just started watching some, and I I just there were a lot that I hadn't seen in years. Um, I want to say I probably watched about half of them. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's that's good, right? <laughs> That's great. And like all those Undertaker matches we had watched, you know, right. fairly recently anyway. So that's another bunch. Um, yeah, the one I was really wanting to rewatch and I didn't is is the actual Iron Man match. I do watch it every year on March 31st if I can fit it in. Um, but I still I wanted to watch it like close proximity to these other ones because there's a few that really I really dug. But We'll get yeah, there. gosh, some of these matches are tough. Um, Tommy, what about you? I uh, didn't get to watch as many as I wanted to, but I did do a lot of watching highlights of the ones that I wasn't able to watch, uh, like all the way through. That's a good idea. I should have done that because there were some really famous ones that I kind of just were planking on a little bit. So highlights would have helped. But anyway, yeah. Um, I was gonna say I got to watch. Um, Actually, counting right now, 12. I watched like about 12 and a half matches, I'll say. And you yeah, couldn't bring man. yourself to watch the last half of the Iron Man match. Well, actually, I would have loved to watch the Iron Man match. I wanted to, but today was kind of a busy day after I finished work. And so I was watching the Shawn Michaels Steve Austin King of the Ring match, which I know that I love. And I saw, like, the first third and then the last third and missed about the middle third. <laughs> but still, um, got enough there to remember, like, yep, I'm not remembering this wrong. This matches <laughs> the bee's knees. Yeah, I agree. So the best thing, and Tommy, I really, Tommy's a big Sean fan, too. I want to hear if this kind of, like, looking over these jogged anything. But, Josh... You sent me a text that said one of these matches you knew that you loved, but it was even better than you remembered, and it's in your like top twenty for like top favorite match listing now, right? Indeed, and I pr I probably will wait because um, when I was watching it, I was like, 
I was like, oh, I wonder what this is up against. And the one that it's up against is interesting for me as well. Another that I rewatched. So I think I'm just going to save it for that matchup. Okay. That makes any sense. But yeah, um, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Um, Any other? I was curious, like, what you guys, I mean, we can talk about it as we go, but anything that stuck out is just like, um, you know, new, new favorite stuff. Just like new, like, takes, you know, um, like, hey, this Shawn Michaels guy is pretty good. <laughs> or, or, like, <laughs> what the fuck was Jeff Jarrett thinking wearing that stupid outfit for that many years? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I was just kind of, I, I had a few different random thoughts as we were watching them, but I was curious what you guys thought. Oh, Tommy, you want to go first on this one? Well, I think, I think the one that really, the one that really stuck out to me because I remember watching it, you know, live on Raw was the the match with Cena from 07. Ah, in London, England. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, man. That was so good. Now, was was that match that Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels and Cena, they went like for a little bit where they were kind of just trying to outdo each other kind of like match for match for a while. I don't think it was like the best of five or something like that. Was that match during that time when they were going at it and just kind of trying to do one upsmanship when it came to winning matches against each other? Uh, do you, Josh, you want to take this or do you want me no, to take you, it? you got the better memory. <laughs> All right, cool. So what was going on was that um, they had been, like after they signed to fight in the main event at WrestleMania, they won the tag belts together. And so the story was kind of this whole, like, when's Sean going to turn on Cena? Like, it was like an accepted fact. It's it's going to happen. But when's he going to hit him with the chin music? And so it ended up, he waited till the go-home show to do it, which was perfect, of course. And then they had the WrestleMania match, and it was awesome. But Cena won, right? So they're both yeah. good guys. Then after the match, Cena, Cena goes to shake his, like, Sean just kind of walks out. And Cena, like, kind of chases him halfway down the aisle, turns him around, sticks out his hand to say good match. And Sean kind of shakes his head no and says, no, the better man didn't win. And he walks off. And then so you go to that match in London, right? And so the story is kind of like Sean was positive he was the better man, but he didn't get the job done. And uh, did you watch the promo before the match? No, I didn't get to watch the promo before the match. Okay, it's awesome. So essentially they go to interview Shawn Michaels. It's the Raw before the four-way at Backlash with Orton and Edge, which is also on our list, right? Mm-hmm. And Cena goes up to Shawn and says, you know, it seems to me that you've been saying you're the best for a long time, but sometimes better people come along and they sort of prove that wrong, don't they? And he kind of goes through nicknames, you know, like we got a lot of people with big mounts around here. They'll call themselves rated R superstars or they'll call themselves legend killers or maybe they'll call themselves showstoppers. Me, they just call me John Cena. And he holds up the belt and he goes like the champ. And then you see Sean kind of have this like moment of doubt, like uh, it kind of realizes that like, oh, I couldn't beat this guy. And then he like puts on the face like, nope, nope, you know, kind of the overconfidence to compensate, and he walks out to the ring. 
And then, so when you get to the match, like, you know, the first, like, 15 minutes of Cena, like, coming this close to beating Sean over and over, like, really early, right? And so that kind of plays into that story where after Sean being very confident, Cena kind of had his number. But then at the end, obviously, Sean gets the win, and that kind of sets up Backlash going forward that weekend. So, yeah, it wasn't trading wins back and forth so much as it was, like, just Sean thinking he'd beat Cena pretty easily and then not doing it, and then kind of having self-doubt that he could do it at all. Okay. And having to prove yeah. to himself that he could. I, like, I st- yeah, I still remember that storyline very clearly just because of how good that rivalry was, and especially that match. But Yeah, yeah, that's... Josh mentions he has a top. Is it top 100 or do you go beyond that on your favorite match list? Oh no, favorite matches isn't that isn't that long. Um, that's my favorite wrestler list. But I don't know. I'd have to look. But yeah, it's it's not that big. Okay, I used to have a 100 favorite matches list. I haven't updated it in a long in a long time. But that Sean Cena match was in the top five. Like, oh, really? Back when I used to do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I realized that. I knew you liked it, but... Um, that was my I, number one pick, right? Sorry, it's all out of order because it was... I got it. Right, the, yeah. But yeah, no, you you did. Well, damn, James. You're, you're such a John Cena, Mark, you know? I mean, come on. <laughs> He's so freaking good. I'm just kidding. Now, here's the thing. That match has some stiff competition. I've rewatched a lot. So, again, that was years ago when I had it that high. So I might surprise some people if you <laughs> like, would expect things to, to stay the same. Like 10 other NXT matches now. Jeez, okay. <laughs> I actually just made this tournament. Like, but oh my gosh, okay. yeah. Gargano Almas <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> yeah, 10 other, 20 the, other NXT matches. The thing I thought was crazy, I, that was one of the ones I rewatched was the Cena London one. It was just the fact that, um, you know, it's a week before <laughs> that was it backlash um you know basically two whatever four or five star matches like just crazy how they (laughs) were on such a such a good run there um and and not too long after mania either so right and the kind of funny thing is the night after backlash they had another like four or five star match on raw with edge versus orton you oh you mean just edge and orton yeah just one-on-one It's like you know in the water. You're right. uh, <laughs> the Shawn Michaels guy is starting to sound a little predictable. <laughs> Having all these five-star matches. Come on. <laughs> Mix it up a little. I have some bad matches for once. Come on. I, there was one that I wasn't a fan of in this. All right, we'll, we'll just get to it. We'll get to it because we're already talking about the matches. So the first one up is the number <laughs> number one overall seed. Uh, Big fight, Josh. The Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. When, when, they, when you start putting the pressure on, and you put it on, and you put it on, and you put it on, sooner or later, he makes his mistake, and then it's over. First lick, it's the key of the match. Whoever gets that first shot in. And uh, the way I see it, it'll be me. And it'll be me waiting to capitalize on his first mistake. And when he makes that first mistake, and I go ahead and one fall to nothing, then he's going to start trying to do everything he can think of to tie it up. And when that happens, he's going to make another mistake. And after he makes the second mistake, then all I have to do is either sit back and play defensively 
or I can put him right out of the picture altogether and just pawn him into oblivion. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win. I'm not in this thing. It's not a popularity contest. It symbolizes who is the actual best wrestler in the whole World Wrestling Federation. Who is the best wrestler? Versus the Kurt Angle selected match. Yeah. Vengeance 05 match. And that should tell people right away, these weren't picked in, like, quality order. This was, like, sort of as they occurred to us. And, like Josh said, our personal favorites, right? Mm-hmm. So, Josh, yeah. you said that you thought this might be my last pick because it hadn't come up yet. What made you think that? Um, I, I was just going by what had been picked yet, and I was, like, looking at what was left, and there wasn't a ton of, like, classics left. Um, and so unless it was a, an a obscure raw when I thought it might have been this, uh, it's a rematch, right, from, from their mania. Yep, you got Which, it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I, I, I mean, I'm going to vote for the Iron Man match on this one, but. Did you watch the Vengeance match? I did not all? get, I did not get to, yeah, I was halfway through the WrestleMania Kurt Angle one when I when I had to stop, but so I don't have much of a memory of this specific one. All right. Tommy, uh, what about you? These two matches, do you have a favorite? Well, yeah. I mean, and you know how huge of an angle fan I am. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I always love angle versus Michaels, but uh, I'm going to go, uh, <laughs> the Iron Man match. Um, I can go into more detail later, I guess. But yeah, I mean, beyond it being an iconic match, again, this is a match I remember. I would just and and also, you know, it's it's one of those matches that if WWE does a highlight reel, like expanding the entire history of their business, this match is going to be in it, if not more than one time. That's a good point. Yeah, it's. I know back at WrestleMania 20, when they did that hour special on USA, where they had the wrestlers vote on their favorite WrestleMania match of all time, and they counted down the top ten. The Iron Man was number one. So, it that's a good that's number one overall pick, Josh. Yeah, um, I love the Vengeance Vengeance Smash. I did rewatch it. I thought it held up pretty well. It. I remembered it being better than I thought it was on this rewatch, though. Like, in my head, I'd always liked the Vengeance match better than the WrestleMania match. And that reversed after rewatching them both for this tournament. So, um, yeah, I liked it. But, I again, that Brett match, I, I love. I think both of them just kind of kill it. So, I'm voting Brett, too. So, we got a clean sweep for the first one. All right. Ooh. Iron Man moves on, and I will say for those listening that don't happen to know, the Iron Man match was a an hour long match um, where they essentially had um, score. So, like if you got a pinfall submission, you would win a point, um, and so that's what it was. If we keep saying Iron Man match and you don't have any idea what we're talking about, that's what it was. So, and uh, spoiler, Sean won. So. <laughs> you go to he watch beat it. Brett. He, he kind of screwed him because time ran out, if you recall, on a tie. <laughs> and uh, the match should have been stopped. And 
Brett started walking back to the dressing room. He should have kept on walking. It's almost like they had the nerve to ask him to come back to the ring. I mean, Sean was beat. He knew it, and Brett knew it. I, those Canadians, they just don't <laughs> respect authority. You know, that's what I... <laughs> well, James, and accor- according to a, a high-level source at, at WWF, if there's one thing Brett is good at, is Brett screwing Brett. So. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> I wonder who that high-level source could be. It's a confidential. I can't can't share names. Confidential. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that one was pretty easy, I guess. Um, next one, and that one is the first appearance of a Mister WrestleMania match. Mm. So we don't have all of Sean's WrestleMania matches in here, not even close. But let's. Let's actually count. We got give you a little hint on what's to come. We got the Iron Man match. We've got uh, the WrestleMania 20 main event, the Taker match from 26, the Razor Ramon ladder match, the Kurt Angle WrestleMania match, the John Cena WrestleMania match, and the Chris Jericho match, and then the Undertaker WrestleMania 25 match. So he is well represented, I will say that, from his WrestleMania matches. You know, one that we did forget about, James, was the uh, crown jewel. No, what was it? The greatest Royal Rumble? What was what was the one where... I think it was came... crown jewel, where it was <laughs> The Undertaker and Kane. Uh, that one missed it by a hair, but... Tommy yeah, brought up I mean, that, like, since our first tournament was Undertaker, we should have had, like, two or three Kane nominations on here. Well, there... There were a couple matches. I know I wasn't part of the selecting process, but yeah, you guys dropped the ball a couple of times here. I mean, let's let's talk about that. So, like, what do you <laughs> think should have been on here that got left off? Well, I mean, first of all, there's two big ones. First of all, HBK versus Hogan from from '05. I mean, I can't believe you guys left out. <laughs> Come on, Legend versus Legend, Hogan having to carry HBK through that whole match. <laughs> it's like he wasn't even he, he definitely wasn't ready I mean you could tell Hogan was definitely the driving force in that, that is one of those matches where see alright it's not in the post John Cena world it's not as fun to watch a match where like the fans kind of turn against what they're supposed to do right mm-hmm. but I used to love watching that Goldberg Brock Lesnar match from WrestleMania 20 just because the fans like reject everything about it, even before the bell rings and they don't yeah. stop chanting the whole time. It's a terrible match, but oh, it was God. just so much fun to watch because of the fan reaction. I feel like Sean Hogan is such so much fun to watch. It's not because like the fans react perfectly fine to that one. But just Sean's, like, insane bumping to everything, just to kind of goof on Hogan a little bit. It is entertaining, for sure. But that that yeah. did make me think we did not do the flair match, right? Am I crazy? No, that was almost my last pick. And the reason I, mean, I didn't pick it is I figured that, with Josh, with you on the panel, it would have no chance at all. Oh, I thought the Kurt Angle match <laughs> might have a chance. Oh, you know, it's funny is I do love. I mean that 
ending is super classic. I I love it. Yeah. And it's very rewatchable. But um, I mean, it would I I would have liked it. But yeah, I do prefer the Kurt Angle one. Oh, and and also James. Uh, yeah. I mean, as as being a a, a professed man of faith that you are, I'm really surprised that you left out HBK and God versus the <laughs> McMahon's. Oh, man. Is that where Vince McMahon threatened to kick God's ass from heaven all the way down to hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It did have my favorite, maybe my favorite Vince promo line ever. <laughs> I know, I don't, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. But he said something, and uh, they were in St. Louis, Missouri, and the crowd started chanting, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. Like, they were chanting, you're going to hell. (laughs) And Vince goes, no, no, indeed, Mr. McMahon is not going to hell, because, you see, I've already been there. On my way to the arena tonight, my limousine driver took a wrong turn, and... I ended up in East St. Louis, and then the crowd just starts like crazy. It's it, like, uh-huh, let me tell you, that's hell. Is, <laughs> is this the, also the match where Vince McMahon makes him do a family prayer? Yes, yes. Actually, no, that's that's WrestleMania, I think. They do oh, okay, okay. Sorry. It is the match there where like it ends with the Spirit Squad interfering, <laughs> and Jerry and like Shane is there, and so Jerry Lawler says it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit Squad. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, and you no, know, the the only match that I like that popped in my head. I mean, obviously it wasn't those two, but the one that popped in my head was the HBK versus uh, Shelton Benjamin. That was, I had that on my bigger list. I, I did mention to Josh and Tommy both that I came up with about 80 matches that were all like at least four stars or higher. That's awesome. Yeah, so if we if we ever want to do an NIT Shawn Michaels tournament, <laughs> we have some great stuff to choose from. So, Wait. go ahead. Go no, ahead, no, go ahead. I'm done. Um, Rey Mysterio was one that I kind of thought of after the fact that I kind of regretted um, just really him in general as a opponent for Sean, not one single match that stood out, but you know, we always talk about that SmackDown we were at. Uh-huh. The springboard where, into the chin music. Just yeah, like that Sean. was great. Yeah. <laughs> that's that was a, yeah, also that's on my list. It. Almost my last pick. Did he have a one-on-one match that was like decent with him. I can't remember. They had two. They had the one-on-one match um, on SmackDown the week before the 2010 Royal Rumble, and then they had a one-on-one match on one of the Eddie Guerrero tribute specials. Oh, okay. And so Ray won the Eddie one, and then Sean was about to win the other one. Gotcha. I'll have to look those up because yeah, I just like their chemistry. All right, um, second matchup. We have Stone Cold, Steve Austin, King of the Ring, 1997, versus British Bulldog, King of the Ring, 1996, the King of the Ring matchup. So I was going to say, since this is 96, 97, Josh, is this your favorite Shawn Michaels period? You know, um, I always say 96 because of the obvious, but... um, 
when we were when I was watching stuff, I remembered at least for nostalgia' sake, uh, ninety five was actually my favorite. Um, before you know, when he was like on his way to stardom, <laughs> um, and he was wearing the hat for a little while, and just uh, he was like still a heel. Because he was supposed to be, but everybody loved him so much that he couldn't really help it. And so it was just a really fun period where the crowd was really loving him and really wanting him to to get the, the belt. And But prior to, you know, having it. So I think that's really my... But yeah, 95, 96, 97, all those years were, were my favorite. Now, Tommy, since you're a big fan also, what about you, man? Like, when, at what point did Sean become kind of one of your guys? I, I love um, my favorite phase of Shawn Michaels is him coming back from the injury, born again, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, with the yeah. street fight with a triple, especially street fight with Triple H. And I remember that match because every time he took a bump, everybody in the room was just like, you know, like gritting we their like, teeth and kind of yeah. looking away. I remember that. That match and, also was on my top five of that top one hundred list. Oh, I, 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 I it, that remembering that match is it's visceral. It's like I still remember my reactions to that match, and just like when he climbed the ladder and just kind of like did the well, this is up, <laughs> this is in your hands, God. Yeah, and he just like pointed to the crowd, kind of took it in for a second, like, I love each and every one of you. And at the time, you thought that's going to be it. It's just going to be that one match, you know? Yeah. And and that it, was, it felt so special. And, and yeah, and he's Shawn Michaels, so it was always just that good. <laughs> um, And then, of course, I mean, and also, I, I really just like Shawn Michaels after he came back from the injury. I know that's kind of a, a wide swath there, but I love Shawn Michaels, you know, uh, coming back, uh, comeback Shawn Michaels. I think, I think in most ways, he was better after his comeback than in the 90s. I think he was like more fast paced in the 90s, more aerial, more nonstop action. But I think actually the, um, the storytelling element improved after the comeback. And I'm kind of a story guy, but that's our podcast, you know, so I liked it better after the comeback, too. Well, he was, you know, more seasoned. I think it was a bit more humble, more about the business. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I mean, just on a personal, you know, on his personal level, you know, he wasn't doing the drugs. He wasn't partying. So I think he was just he just had more focus. Yeah, there was one, I think it was 07. It was one pretty shortly after he came back that I was watching that was like, man, he really does look like almost in better shape than he was yeah. before. I mean, just, you know, especially when he was on um, on some some drugs and just like clearly, I don't know, I feel like he looked like depressed some of the time, um, you know, and some in of his 90s. interviews, yeah, and some of his interviews and stuff. Obviously, when he is in the ring, he turns it on. But, um, but I think you're right. It, it's definitely like just a whole, a whole new person. Like it's crazy. 
they came back. And, yeah, and, and that's not knocking pre-injury Shawn Michaels. It's just, uh, yeah, they're, it, it's just it's a different Shawn Michaels, I guess. Yeah. And so, uh, just but one, one question about, uh, we, we mentioned the, uh, the 95, like when, when HBK was wearing the hat. I just wanted yeah. to know if 95 Josh was also sporting the hat. Uh, I wanted one so bad. I had the uh, glasses was as far as I was able to make it. Um, hey. But, you know, I, I would give anything to have those still. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they got broken at some point in my, um, in my youth, probably wrestling my brother in the living room. But, no, I never, I never got my mom to um, get me the hat. You know, I think my dad watching me be so obsessed with a guy taking off all his clothes was um, enough for him to not put money down on the uh, zebra print hat. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one piece of clothes he was keeping on. I mean, you would think he would encourage that. That's true. It is a weird gimmick, right? Like, he's kind of doing this... I mean, the way he takes off his clothes, it's very stripper-esque when he comes down to the ring. So stripper. I, I actually took a video. I don't remember. I, don't, I might have deleted it, but I was watching one of the matches the other day, and I just filmed his entrance and then panned over to Ando watching it. <laughs> he was just, like, cracking up, like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> one where he was on the apron, like... Like twerking, just straight up twerking, yeah. and like I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that was my actually. It was one with I remember which one it was because Stone Cold was in the ring. It was them versus the Hart Foundation. I was like, those two are my favorite wrestlers of all time. The guy flipping everybody <laughs> off and the guy twerking. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. So speaking of the guy yeah. flipping everybody off, great segue, right? King of the Ring 97. I I think I might have picked that Bulldog match, but I got to go did. with this Austin one um, over it. So, yeah, that's my that's my vote. I didn't get to rewatch either of these two, but. No, I did. I did rewatch that Austin one, um, but I didn't watch the Bulldog. All right. So you got the Austin. uh Tommy, I'll say when we were Tommy and Tommy and I used to be roommates, and one of our rituals, uh, we were both servers. You know, we'd both work late at night. A lot of times, we'd both um, be out with like a friend or a girl or whatever. But if we were both at home and both going to bed, our ritual was we'd always put on old wrestling, right? Yes. And I do just like in our bedroom. Um, I remember that you really loved that Sean Bulldog match back then. So is that what you're voting for here, or are you going with the Austin one? I'm going with the Bulldog. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to go against late 90s Austin with anything. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, British Bulldog on this one. I, I didn't think I didn't know that about you, Tommy, and I didn't think Bulldog stood a chance. So that's why that was lower on my watching order. But I need to rewatch it, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys know if I really think it should beat Austin. Could have changed okay. the entire tournament, you know. Bulldog Sean <laughs> could have won the whole thing. 
Well, so I'll say this is a tough call. I do have one match I like better if you were to watch them both on mute, and that's the King of the Ring 97. But the King of the Ring 96 has Owen Hart on commentary. Yeah, it does. And that's the show where he is telling Mr. Perfect he's doing a great job every time he harasses Sean as a referee, (laughs) where he keeps screaming about how it's unfair that that homely Sable is out there distracting everybody with her god-awful looks. (laughs) And um, Oh, man. So it's tough because Owen Hart is the great equalizer of anything. And I'll talk about that more later. But for this one, I just love that King of the Ring 97 match with Austin so much. I think it's peak Michaels and I think it's peak Stone. Well, in a way, it's peak Michaels, but also peak Stone Cold uh, prior to the neck injury. I think it's his... Mm you know, as a solo act, his last great, like, this is what he could do before he got hurt, and he kind of changed his style a little bit, so I'm going to Sean versus Stone Cold, so it did win, Josh, but you're one of the reasons why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that Owen, great stuff. It's funny, the commentary does play um, a factor on some of these, for sure, just, you know, Different different years. Um, so number eight, um, James, we had it listed. This is my older note with the Rockers versus Rose, and that was the one that we replaced, right? Uh, or not? No, we replaced uh, the Rockers against Haku and the Barbarian from WrestleMania. Oh, 7. right, right, right. right. Okay. So, yeah. Yes. Um, so I did not get a chance to watch the Midnight Rockers match. Uh, I wanted to, but um, so so my vote. You've seen it before, though. Yeah, I've seen it before, but it definitely has been a while. I remember watching that on, I don't know what it would have been in the 90s. It definitely wasn't on any. It's, like, on, the, it's on the Shawn Michaels from the Vault DVD. That's, that's right. Yeah, you had that listed. Uh, yeah. Um, but I am such a sucker for both of the latter matches. And I, I wanted to rewatch those too because I thought I remembered liking the SummerSlam one better. Um, but I just can't remember. So I need to rewatch those too. But regardless, it gets my vote. Okay. All right. I'll do the split here. Um, I did rewatch the SummerSlam one. I liked it more than I ever had prior to this rewatch. I'd seen it several times, but. I liked it the most this time of any of the times I've watched it. I always hated the ending because the ending gets <laughs> gets botched like three times. Yeah. So yeah. the first one is like Sean knocks Razor off, off a ladder. And then uh, he's there by himself and he has, he has to jump to get to the belt. So he jumps, but he misses. <laughs> And so that's spots one, and then Razor goes for a razor's edge right by the ropes to kind of cover, and you're like, oh, he's going to get backtracked over the ropes, and he does. And then Sean Michaels goes by himself up the ladder to grab it, and he yanks as hard as he can, and the belt doesn't come down, but Sean does. <laughs> so oh. that's the second botch. And then he gets mad. He picks up a ladder here, ladder. He just throws it on the ground out of frustration. <laughs> And then he has to set it back up. 
and <laughs> then he could pull it down just like all by himself. So that throwing the ladder down was sort of like a real life, like I'm so pissed right now <laughs> type moment. That's a him, um, ye- him yelling at Vader moment. <laughs> yes, yeah. That, oh, we left off the Vader match, man. Yeah, we did. But yeah, that uh, <laughs> kind of threw a tantrum in the ring there. And yep, yep, yep. It, it's a great match, though. I always hated it, but it didn't really bother me this time. But I'm still going with that. Uh, Midnight Rockers, Playboy Buddy Rose, and Doug Summers match from the AWA, the... Uh, bloodbath match uh from the from the vault dvd it's actually also on youtube but man what a great match what a great story of just sean really playing the face in peril selling his butt off for those guys um i thought it was super dramatic and again it's sometimes shows that if you can carry yourself correctly a wrestling match doesn't need a lot more than just punching back and forth to be very good so, yeah. Tommy, you're the tiebreaker here, man. I'm the tiebreaker. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah it, the, the, uh, the tag team match, I mean, it was, it was a solid tag team match, especially from the time. But uh, uh, much like, uh, I believe, you know, which I, I, I'm, I'm, I am a sucker for the ladder matches with Sean and Razor. Even where the end, where you call it botching, I call it building drama. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, it's showing that anything is possible. It's like, you definitely didn't expect that to happen. Bring in yeah. the mystery. Yeah, James. <laughs> True. Trying to bury no, my match. I, I, no, I, I thought it was great. And I definitely didn't expect the ending to get screwed up twice. So well, it's picked, oh. picked 25th. It's not like it was uh, super up there for either of us. So two it, things. But it was a surprise. Now, whether it was a good one or not is up to debate. <laughs> but I, I do have a word on that. Bad ending. Which is two words, but I bet you were surprised, weren't you? Just like that. <laughs> well, you did build drama, though, James. Yeah. For so, sure. so, so two things. Number one, James, I accept your apology. <laughs> <laughs> number, number two, I'm going with the ladder match with Razor. <laughs> awesome. No, it's a great match. What, what if Tommy and I just took this match to the entire to the finals just to <laughs> just out of spite? <laughs> oh, it beats the it beats the WrestleMania 10 one. There, James. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, with the next. Why don't you up, suck it? <laughs> it's, it's a uh, sacrificial lamb because the next two are doozies. We've got the 2007 Royal Rumble match, which I picked um, for that last 10 minutes or so. I always say 10 minutes. I don't know how long it was, but um, where it's Sean and Undertaker versus. The Chris Jericho ladder match from No Mercy 2008. Now, Josh, on our podcast, you said that this Sean Razor, or sorry, the Sean Taker exchange at the end of the Royal Rumble in 07 might be your favorite Sean Taker match, right? If it if it counts, it definitely is. I love it so much. I feel like they did everything that they needed to do together in those 10 minutes. And the crowd was part of Molten. my French rock hard for that. Uh, <laughs> it was just like, we talked about it, but you know, just 
it had never happened. And it was just like, look at this shit. It's friggin' Sean and Taker, and they're amazing. And that sit-up and the nip-up at the same time is, like, one of my favorite Sean moments ever. And I guess technically moments ever, but, yeah. Yeah. Whoever came up with that, just absolutely brilliant. Brilliantly done. (laughs) I'm assuming Pat Patterson. There you go. Probably. (laughs) King of the Rumble. All right, so, but what did you think about the Jericho ladder match? Yeah, so this is kind of tipping my hand a little bit to later in the tournament, but I just, I'm sorry, uh, Tommy. I've never been big on Jericho, um, and this match definitely didn't didn't push it over the edge for me. I, I like I like this match, but um, I, I got to go with the, with the Rumble one. So, yeah. All right, okay, Tommy. What about you? I mean, uh, I mean, fair, yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, if I have to do a top three of all time, I mean, Chris Jericho's on that top three. I, I, I'm not going to be able to place where if he's one, two, or three. But I mean, that's just how much I love Chris Jericho. But you love his yeah. politics. That's what you say, right? <laughs> I think he has a lot of good political views. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Almost as good as Hulk Hogan's racial views. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> but, but I digress. And I like uh, to say that uh, Linda Hogan, like uh, Hulk Hogan, is no longer welcome on the Pull Apart podcast. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but with how much I love Chris Jericho, first of all, well, this isn't HBK tournament so right uh, yes um yeah the the, especially yeah the last 10 minutes of that rumble i mean and i'm not a rumble guy um which shocks me by the way i i know it you would think that was a thing yeah yeah i didn't like i thought to be a wrestling fan was to inherently love the royal rumble (laughs) i mean uh, i i catch myself kind of drifting in and out of rumbles Something, something really good has to be happening for to to keep my attention in a rumble. I don't like when too much is going on. I like more kind of simple storytelling between the you know two guys or a tag or even triple threat. That's cool. But once you start throwing you know more guys in the ring than needs to be, yeah, I, I, they kind of lose me. But the end of this rumble did not so i yeah it's it's amazing going to go with uh the the rumble match 07 i i agree i so this chris jericho ladder match is incredibly beloved it has i mean star ratings i know that everybody's favorite uh it has five star ratings from multiple sources in multiple places and i remember the first time i saw it i thought like well it was okay and then I watched it again after I saw the ratings. I was like, well, it was okay. And then I watched it for this tournament, and I was like, well, it's okay. <laughs> I, whatever's great about that match, and I love the feud. Absolutely love it. But I think I'm missing what's so great about that. I thought they could have had a better blow-off. So I am also voting for the Rumble in that one. Yay. Our, uh, our old friend Tim, who uh, helped us learn how to record on Audacity. What's up, Tim? Quick shout-out. 
I know his one of his favorite feuds is the Sean Jericho one. So maybe one day we can have him talk about the blow off to that yeah. feud and see if he loves it or not. Yeah, that's interesting because I I I don't think I realized that that was the blow off, but um, the Mania one definitely is is better. <laughs> that was years earlier, of course, but yeah, for sure. Right. Um. Okay. So next up, we have the Mankind. Um, in your house, mind games match mm-hmm. versus the triple threat. No, it was a blast, and, and I like Mick comes up with some very uh, nifty things. Like during that match, he uh, not during the match, but before the match, he said, "How about we do a spot?" You know, because he had seen a match. You know, I don't know, maybe a year prior to that, where I was with Vader, and I got mad because he didn't. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah he didn't move. That's my next question. Boom! And then I kicked him in the head. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I was such a good guy. Right. But uh, so he said, "Well, since you've done that before, let's do a spot where it looks like I fuck up, and you come over, boom, and we sort of get into it." So if you watch during the match, I do a thing where he shoots me in. I go for a reverse cross body. He just walk away. And I come off like, "Damn it!" Boom, boom, and I punch him. And then we start laying some pretty heavy, right. stiff shots, and I go to snap mirror, and he looks, boom. And then I turn around, just, and he said, because he, he said you, you can just hit him in that mask, and it hurts. So he said, just throw him in there. So right. I was just, boom, boom. And it looked like some pretty physical shots, right. you know. And then we continued. But it was a spot we just threw in there, and a lot of people bit on that. Right. They thought I got, got hot again during the match. Uh, versus Triple H and Benoit from WrestleMania 20. Yes, the number four overall pick of the tournament, the Mankind match versus the quote-unquote greatest WrestleMania main event of all time, according to WWE canon back in the day. Yeah, and Josh, you're, this it's, match, WrestleMania 20, is Benoit, Triple H, and Sean in a triple threat. You've been big on it's the art, not the artist, right? Uh, I mean, I yeah, for for wrestling, for sure, yeah. I can't I can't get over Benoit. I just love him. And their matches together just I just love them. I just I, I rewatched this one and the Backlash. Uh, there were four. You picked four different Benoit matches. Yeah. For this well, yeah, but I meant the uh, yeah, the Triple H and Benoit Backlash of four and this the singles ones I was like, man, we need to do like a Freaking Chris Benoit feud. I don't know if that would get banned from iTunes or whatever, but <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that being said, we I mean, half of our 50 listeners. Yeah. Thank you for listening this week, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's that being said, it's really hard, really hard to pick against that mankind in your house match. So I kind of don't want to have to. So I'm, I'm going to save my vote. <laughs> All right. I'm, I, I watched part of the Mania 20 match, and it was really good, but at some point I thought, I'm not voting for this, so for the Mankind match, that's one of my favorites. So, yep, that's about, I just stopped watching it and thought, well, it's not getting my vote, so sure. I'll just move on. Limited time. Tommy, what about you? Which one do you like more? Uh, I, it, it might surprise you, but yeah, the Mankind match. Um. <laughs> Yeah, mankind for <laughs> sure. I mean, it's yeah. not my not my favorite of the two triple threats. So it moves on. Now that what you just said there, that's interesting. Let's all talk about that later because that would be a fun one to break down. Um, Wait, what do you mean? Sorry, right, no, right now threats? you said it's not your favorite of the two triple threats. 
it's yeah. generally regarded as the better, but it's not your favorite. It's also not my favorite. And Tommy, if I recall, you actually like the Backlash one better too, right? Yep. So all three of us prefer the Backlash match to WrestleMania. And and we are in the minority, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Normally, I mean, they're both heralded as fantastic. The consistent ratings I've seen are like Mania would get 5 and Backlash would get like 4.75, right? Okay. Like it's almost as good. But in my head, it's better. Like I think the story's better. I think the ending, especially being in Canada where Benoit gets the sharpshooter on Sean and he taps out, I think that's fantastic. It's great fan service. The Earl Hebner cameo where Benoit's in the sharpshooter for a minute. <laughs> that's so fun. Um, yeah. I, I almost wonder if that other one just gets the nod because it's WrestleMania, you know? Um, that I don't know. That's just a guess, but I feel like it might get another quarter of a star for for being at WrestleMania. Um, you're probably right, and I'm cool with that. Like atmosphere matters, you know. For sure. Yeah. That's why Dave Meltzer adds two and a half stars to anything in the Tokyo Dome. Am I right? Huh? <laughs> right. I've seen how he rates those Anderson and Gallows matches. Come on. <laughs> Actually, I haven't. Is he is he rating them high? I think I saw a couple that were like 3.5, and I'm sure there are people that agree with that, but I'm always like, I, I like Anderson and Gallows, but I've never seen them have a three-star match. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Um, James, are, are you watching the ones in the Tokyo Dome? I mean, come on. <laughs> I've watched, I think, over half of the Wrestle Kingdoms, I think. <laughs> Back to six or five at least, and yeah, so I've seen plenty of getting <laughs> gallows in some of those middle ones. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next match. Next matchup: Undertaker from WrestleMania 26, the rematch versus Diesel in your house. Good friends, better enemies. So before we talk about the matches. I want to talk, ask you guys a couple of individual questions, okay? Mm -hmm. So just as a discussion point, because this is a good match through this, with Taker on one hand and Diesel on the other. All right, Tommy, start with you. How do you think Sean would usually match up with larger opponents? Um, better than most small guys. For I, sure, I, I feel, right? Because he... I. I when 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 Shawn Michaels fights somebody twice his size, I believe it. Like he's able to bring what he needs to to make the match as you know. Like of course you know you have to suspend your kind of sense of reality for wrestling, which I'm happy to do. But it just it it, it feels more real because Shawn is that good. Um, you know, I, I mean, we, we've had conversations about certain guys that are amazing athletes and are smaller guys, but I do not like when they wrestle. No, probably like the one that we probably discussed most is Kofi Kingston. <laughs> Tommy um, hates Kofi Kingston. I, and, and he and, loves Chris Jericho's politics. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird combination there, Tommy. 
Well, <laughs> I love Kofi in New Day, but but the thing is, with with his style, he he really does exaggerate a movement to the point where there's no in there's no impact when he hits. Oh, so you think Kofi should go to TNA now? You must really hate him, Tommy. <laughs> well, I, Why I hear, do you hate I hear Kofi. <laughs> You know, I, you I also that... hate Royal Rumbles, which Kofi excels in. I mean, <laughs> has no, has nothing to do with his actual wrestling moves. <laughs> you just hate those high flyers. <laughs> I love high flyers that sell the moves correctly and don't just try to make it all all sizzle, no steak. Ooh. You know what Tommy's least favorite tag team ever was, Josh? The the young bucks. It was gonna get God, Kofi and R Truth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that tag name. That's awesome. Um, no, I I think Tommy, you're like spot on. Like the the bigger opponents, he really shines because like his whole thing is you know usually being the crap beat out of him for the first half of the match, and so when it's against a guy like twice his size it really really works um unfortunately for this one it's against uh diesel so you know can't win them all but good friends better enemies i guess that wraps it up i guess that's why the promotional geniuses are using that tagline do you know something sean it's more than that that's right it's because you've changed You've changed Shawn Michaels, and Big Daddy Cool, he's your remedy. He's going to bring you back to the promised land. I'm like Jimmy Jones. Bring me my children. And Shawn Michaels, you're one of them. You know, Gorilla Monsoon, he owed me. We talked. He said, Big D, what do you think? No holes barred. That's right, Shawn Michaels. No holes barred. I do to you whatever I want to do. This isn't some little 60-minute aerobicon thing. No, no. This is a fight. Mono y mano. Who's the toughest? Who's the baddest? No holes barred. Well, you know something, Shawnee boy? You're treading in water where only the big boys can play. I'm the biggest boy in the game right now. Pay-per-view. In your house. Yeah, the in-your-house match. The good friends, better enemies. Uh, man, which is just such a classic. <sighs> On the larger opponent, the other thing I wanted to talk about were the respective feuds here. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker feud going into WrestleMania 26, and then the breakdown of the Diesel friendship with Diesel then going for the belt. I mean, these were two really fun, like, classic feuds for each of these great matches, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think at the time I loved the diesel one more um but in hindsight i don't know i I, i'll just say like i when i rewatched this i didn't like it (laughs) the diesel match um really but i'm i'm curious like some of the other stuff that was going on i remember like obviously the 95 rumble was some diesel um drama there that i liked but i don't know i i really just was like why why did Anybody ever give Diesel that many stars? Like, I just, I, I don't know. Like, the, the, it was very gimmicky. Like, yeah. I don't know. Almost like cartoony. Like, it just seemed too much. And I, 
it felt like it was overcompensating for like Kevin Nash's <laughs> lack of wrestling ability. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, like man, going, let it be over. Just let it be over. Yeah, that's, he was speaking for me. Um, <laughs> and, and he does struggle because he's he's not short, but you know he's shorter for a wrestler, like to hit this chin music sometimes on some of the taller opponents. But um, you know, I, I think he did. I think he did it good with this. I can't remember, but that I remember that '95 Rumble was a little bit off uh, the chin music. It's like his shoulder or something, but. Yeah, for this, I, I'm going to go Undertaker. All right. So, Tommy, you're going to be a tiebreaker here because yeah. I've said it before. I There's something I'm missing about that WrestleMania 26 match with The Undertaker. I think it's good, maybe even very good sometimes. But I've never thought, like, man, that match was amazing any of the times I've watched it. And it, again, it's super well-reviewed, it's beloved, and I love the feud. It's one of my favorite WrestleMania feuds that I've ever seen, but I'm going with the Diesel match. I, I on the other hand of Josh, I really love that match. So nice. it's up to you to break, man. All right. Well, James, once again, in America, you have every right to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, here... You're wrong. And I I didn't uh, cover it when we were talking about how well he works with big men, but the uh, WrestleMania five match. Oh, dude. Yeah, that that was on my nomination list. Uh, Didn't quite make the cut, but the Rockers against the Twin Towers, they I mean, that's the perfect formula. They fly all over the ring. And then when it's time for the towers to get a move, they sell it like they got hit by a cannon. Yeah, and, and again, it's like Shawn Michaels, he goes either one or two ways. Either when he's facing a big guy, it's like he's going to work on the speed and do a lot of hitting early on to try like build the damage so that he could possibly win later. Or he's going to be the guy who gets beat up you know, relentlessly, but he has the heart and the stamina to kind of wait till the big guy wears himself out. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, we you know, in that match, you see the 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 speed and the high flying but uh that that right there is one of my favorite Shawn michaels matches but it's a great match and one thing that i really appreciate now that i'm in my adult life it doesn't overstay its welcome (laughs) yeah i've got a limited amount of time and if you can do your match in like 10 to 12 minutes even five minutes Please do it like that. (laughs) Well, and and also, you're not out there for 20 minutes to where guys like Akeem and Bossman are, I mean, you can definitely tell they've been pacing themselves for the past 15 minutes. Um, So it, I, I think it was very well played. And of course, you had Slick, so... Yeah, anything with Slick automatically goes up, like, by at least a factor of 10 in quality. Do you, do you still remember the introduction of Akeem, like, with Slick in the, uh... <laughs> Where they go to deepest, quote, and this is what they would call it, deepest, darkest Africa. Oh, and then Akeem comes out dancing in his yellow shirt. <laughs> 
that ain't that it, ain't cool. It's pretty. I mean, gosh, Josh, I was listening to one of our podcasts the other day, and he kind of made the joke like, "Oh, WWE never does anything racist, do they?" And our team is like a perfect example. Like, oh, that's really racist. All right. We are back. Yes, we're back. All right. We're still on Taker Diesel. Uh, Taker from 26th, Sean's retirement match. And then Diesel, no holds barred, in your house, good friends, better enemies. Uh, Tommy, this is a tough matchup, I think, probably. What do you think? It, it It's tough, but I'm, I'm going Taker. I mean... I I I see the awesomeness of the twenty six the the rematch, just personally. So I'm going Taker. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm the weirdo there, so it's great. Okay. Next up, we have the original ladder match, WrestleMania ten, uh, Razor Ramon, the first ladder match ever, right? Uh, anywhere in the entire world. Uh, it's a joke. Versus Sean, Triple H, and Cena at Survivor Series 2009. All right. Oh, man. I hate that these matches ended up against each other because when I rewatched that Survivor Series match, I loved it even more than I remembered. Same. Yeah. I I really loved I loved the ending, um, oh, so good. Chin music to Triple H to pin <laughs> Cena, um, yeah, that was great. And I love the beginning where you know like DX comes to the ring together. It's Cena versus DX in a triple threat, and the assumption is they're just going to double team him. And as soon as the bell rings, very first thing that happens five seconds in. Sean just shocks Hunter by giving him chin music and knocking him out of the ring. Yeah. I love and it. C- yeah, it's so good. Cena's jaw drops. He sells it great. And Sean just sort of stares ahead at Cena like, what did you expect? <laughs> and now right. it's you and me. So great, man. But on the flip, uh, Tommy, do you want to talk about the... Le- all right, so the Sean Razor ladder match. Actually, let's all talk about that. Tommy, when was the first time you saw this, and what did you think about it when you saw it? I mean, honestly, I I didn't see this one like when it happened. Like, I I didn't get to see WrestleMania ten as a uh, as a young and young and um I I think I mean the first time I really remember watching this was probably when I came back to wrestling. You know, over you know, watching over your house in the basement. Um, oh, the Monday Night Wars days. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it was one. I mean, if you're a fan of wrestling for any period of time, you can't miss this match. Um, because again, it's going to be one of those matches that's on like every highlight film. So. I mean that, and and then of course you know, and then seeing it, I I totally got why it's other than being the you know quoted like first uh, ladder match in history, which I don't believe that to be remotely true, but um, maybe it was the first one it's on. It's not a, even a, true. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say it's not even true. The WWF. <laughs> 
that's that's what oh, I, I figured. But. I don't think I realized that. What was it in the WWF? Was it like so, 80s or? No, it was in the 90s. It was 92. Um, the story is that going into SummerSlam 92, um, it wasn't quite set for Wembley Stadium yet. It was between Wembley and I think Washington, D.C. And so Brett being the Intercontinental Champion, he was going to have a significant match on the show. And he had been feuding with Shawn Michaels like for since WrestleMania. And so he went to Vince and said, like, so I have two great matches that I think I could have. So if we go to England, let's do the British Bulldog. I think we could have the greatest intercontinental match of all time, maybe. And if we stay in America, we could finish the Sean feud with something called a ladder match. And Vince was like, what is a ladder match? And so they had done some in Stampede Wrestling. And so <laughs> Brett kind of explained it. And Vince asked for a demonstration. <laughs> So they had a ladder match. Um, they ended up obviously going to England, but that match between Brett and Sean, you can watch it on the network. It was also on a Coliseum video you could rent back in the day called Smack'em Whack'em, which also was the video with the Ric Flair title change on it that first time Brett won the belt. Mm. So, um, yeah, but anyway, there you go. First televised one for sure, but it wasn't technically the first one. That's awesome. I don't think I knew that. There you go. Stupid fact. Uh, Josh, what about you? When was the first time you saw the ladder match, and what did you think of it? Yeah, I'm thinking it had to have been um, from our local video store whenever um, WrestleMania 10, 10 came to VHS. Um, so a few months later. Because um, we were, my brother and I would essentially just get whatever the next pay-per-view was out um on vhs so i guess back then it wasn't too many but yeah I, I think i mean really i think this was when i just became a huge Shawn michaels fan i remember seeing him obviously like wrestlemania 9 i remember that um in the rockers obviously but when i was really like this is my guy i think it was this match um and i think probably the, you know, the famous him jumping off the top was just like, wow, you know, um, <laughs> not not seeing anything like that before as a, as a kid and, and the stuff they were doing in um, that time period. It was just it just seemed like next level, um, you know, and then the show is but I mean, come on, you know, um, just kidding. Is that, is that that one or the <laughs> SummerSlam one? You watched possibly them. both. Yeah, I don't <laughs> they remember. definitely do at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think at the time, like prior to this match, I was kind of just not like obsessed, but just into Razor, and I might have even been rooting for him. But by the end of the match, I was sold on Sean. And so yeah. Impossible. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, that, was, that was it. Okay, I uh, my history with the match was I like a huge fan, but. Pay-per-view wasn't something that could be gotten through my cable company until, like, the next year. Like, WrestleMania 11 was the first WWF pay-per-view I ever purchased, right? So, Mania 10, I'd always wait for the pay-per-views to come to the video store, just like Josh was talking about. But the issue of Pro Wrestling Illustrated that covered it came out before the VHS did. Like, back in those days, getting a VHS to the video store usually took... 
say a good two, two and a half, three months, right? And so in this issue of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, all covering WrestleMania 10, they had a section devoted to this match, and it was titled, like, The Greatest Match in WrestleMania History, with a question mark. And, again, in the middle of the review of the show, they just wanted to talk about this match. And they ended the write-up with saying, like, we saw it, we hope you saw it too. It was the greatest match in WrestleMania history. And so, in my head, I'm like, whoa, what about Savage Steamboat? What about, like, Hogan Warrior? What about Piper Brad And all that stuff. And I was so excited to see the show. So when it came out, I ran, like, you know, I just went to the video store, like, the day they got it, I think, and um, took it home. And, man, again, it's hard to appreciate now how unique that was seeing that for the first time. Because there had never been anything like it that I had seen, right? So Shawn Michaels just taking all these huge falls, bumping like a madman, suffering for his art was insane to me. And it that's what made me go from thinking like, yeah, Shawn Michaels is really good to like, oh, Shawn Michaels is like fantastic. I never appreciated how good he was, apparently. And again, the match is... At the time, it was magical. Like, my friend, um, when I was growing up, this kid named um, Danny, he um, he and I would watch wrestling together. We watch, we would watch WrestleMania 10 constantly. I copied it onto a different VHS tape because uh, I had begged my parents for years to buy a second VCR so we could copy movies, and they finally did oh. it, and it was awesome. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Danny Meyer and me would just watch WrestleMania 10, and that was our favorite match. And we used to count how many times Vince McMahon said unbelievable in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was fun. So, gosh, talking about it now, I'm getting nostalgic. So I I was torn. I didn't know which one I was going to vote for. But because that, again, that Survivor Series triple threat match is freaking great. But. Maybe just for historical purposes, nostalgia, I'm going to vote for the latter match from 1994, WrestleMania 10. Um, Tommy, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with the uh, the latter match. All right. Josh, well, that, what about you, man? I mean, that makes it easier, but I, I legit was thinking about voting for that triple. I really liked it. Um, I was, I, too. But I, I wondered if maybe that was just a recency bias that because I said I didn't rewatch the latter matches. I I feel like it'd be really hard to vote against that in the first round. So I'll make it unanimous and go with WrestleMania 10. I'll say for whatever it's worth, if I hadn't just asked that, tell me about the first time you saw it question because I mm-hmm. hadn't planned to do that. I think I would have voted for Survivor yeah. Series. It's pretty good. Um, yep. All right. So next we have Undertaker in your house, Ground Zero. Hell in a Cell, right, James? Uh, no, this is not the Hell in a Cell. This is the match that takes like 10 minutes to get started because they keep knocking out referees before oh, the yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Then they just keep knocking out refs after the match, and Taker does that insane plancha onto like 10 guys at the end. That's right. Um, versus Sean and Austin. 
versus Owen and Bulldog. From Raw. Yeah, yeah. 526-1997. And this is where Austin and Sean win the tag belts. Yeah. So, Josh, you nominated the Raw match. Uh, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it was, it was 1997, and those were my two favorite wrestlers, and they won the tag belts together. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just loving every minute of it and was hoping they would be like a... <laughs> A long-standing tag team. I don't know why I thought that was a possibility, but um, you know, and Owen Hart. I mean, I, I like British Bulldog a lot. From I, I, I can never tell if it's nostalgia or in rankability, but um, it's just got all of that stuff and the great um, like Hart Foundation stuff that was going on at the time, and just Austin and. Um, Sean, you know, like just kind of alpha dogging it. I love that. I just love everything about that match. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, I'm going to vote for it. Why not? You know, okay. Undertaker gets enough love. <laughs> <laughs> that tag match, it does have the great post match angle, too, right? Where like the Hart Foundation runs down and attacks Sean. And then Austin's outside the ring, and he sees Brett kind of off by himself in that wheelchair. And he looks at Sean. He's like, "Oh, screw him!" And he just runs after and like attacks Brett since he's by himself. Yeah, I love that. And, and he had just didn't he like just get out of a wheelchair not too long before then, or crutches or something? And so Brett was still in the wheelchair, like he was on crutches. Yeah. So yeah. he kind of stands up when Austin starts running at him, and Austin just like spears him essentially to take <laughs> him down. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tommy, Taker Ground Zero versus um, Sean and Austin and Owen and Bulldog. What do you like here, man? Well, I mean, especially considering it's 97, I mean, it's hard to go against the combination of, uh, of pelvic gyrations and, and middle fingers. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that... I don't know what combination best speaks to what the 90s was all about. <laughs> For sure. So, uh, um, so I, I'm going to go uh, um, the tag match. Man, John. that's an upset. Dude. Okay. That Take that, on. Undertaker. <laughs> More like the undercarder, am I right? I, I love that Taker match. I was going to vote for it. I thought it was like not. I, I should. All right. I shouldn't say this. I've been to keep track here. Every match I watched and every match I could remember, I gave a rating on one to ten. Right. And they're also good that I had to start doing decimals. So I had. <laughs> I think I had the. Uh, t- yeah, it's right here. I had the uh, Ground Zero match at 9.6 and the Raw Tag Team match at 9.1. So I thought they were both freaking awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, and again, this Sean tournament, like, I think there are five matches or less that aren't either in the nines or a ten. <laughs> he, Which one? might be the GOAT. <laughs> uh, the Taker match from 26 is one. <laughs> okay. All right, the uh, well, no, I can't give away some of these. They're still to come. Yeah, right. sure. Okay. Um, so it looks like next up we have the Josh and James guilty pleasure matchup. 
for different reasons. Um, John Cena. My guilty role. pleasure because it's. I, 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 why would that be a guilty pleasure? Because it's I a meant TV C- match. I meant, no, I meant Cena just because people like to hate on Cena. Oh, that's right. And yours uh, is a guilty pleasure because he murdered, murdered his family. Of murdering his family, yes. What's funny is wrestling fans probably hate Cena more, but. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Benoit didn't cater to children. PG era sucks, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, I mean, hearing all this uh, FU and STFU, my ears were, I mean, I needed earmuffs for all this harsh letters they were throwing out in some of these matches. Harsh letters. <laughs> uh, yeah, John Cena from Raw, April 23rd, 2007, versus Chris Benoit from Raw from May 3rd, 2004. It's weird how we got some of these Raw matchups and King of the Ring matchups, but... Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Is it safe to say, James, that we're both going with our own and Tommy is the tiebreaker on this one? Wow, I'm surprised you're going with your own here. Yeah, I I do love... Well, I don't know if I'd say... I do like that Cena Raw match, but it's a little bit of that I don't know why everybody loves it so much um, okay. that, that you were talking about with some of those other ones. I mean, it's great. I, I love Cena and... Uh, it's definitely fun, a fun match to watch, but I don't know something about it. Okay. All right. I I rated this Benoit match an eight, and I gave the Cena London match a ten. So, nice. yeah, I'm going with the Cena match. That's not my only ten, by the way. I want to be clear, that's not necessarily going to get my vote all the way. But yeah. But cool. Tommy, what you think? Uh um, Ben Wall used to be one of my favorites. Uh, it it it's still too. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it it it's still kind of uh, what happens still shakes me when uh when when trying to uh it, it's hard for me to separate the art from the artist. Um, but uh, even with that, I, I would still go with the uh, Cena. Uh, HBK match because I watched that when it happened and I still remember it even outside of this tournament like I remember that match yeah do you remember like how they kind of set it up as a surprise too like because the whole raw they're advertising like we're gonna have an amazing final hour fan Sean versus Cena and Edge versus Orton it's gonna stick around and so they kept advertising those two matches, and then Sean Cena just went the whole time instead. Yeah. So we never got Edge Orton. We had to wait a week. It was amazing. What? How did we survive without Edge versus Orton? I mean, we would never see that again. <laughs> Rated RKO explodes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Well, don't forget, they did have the greatest match in the history of yeah. WrestleMania or whatever. History of wrestling. They, yeah, yeah. The history of wrestling. No, they had the worst match in the history of WrestleMania. It's, God. it's down there with Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty low. It's pretty low. All right, so... Um, Cena, the match from London, that takes that one. Nice. Sorry, Josh. That's all right. Benoit match was good. I will say, you picking these four Benoit matches, this is the first time I've watched a Benoit match... 
outside of a, the context of an entire show in like years and years and years, man. And yeah, I remembered why he used to be one of my favorites. He was great. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a huge bummer. I know. Um, all right. Speaking of bummers, <laughs> I mean, <you> know, <laughs> continuing with the bummer, uh, <laughs> his triple threat, Sean's triple threat with Triple H and Benoit from Backlash 04 that we previously that. talked about. Um, the final encounter, they would call it. Versus the... What? What is... So this is a six-man, right? From uh, Edgar House. It's Shawn Michaels, Psycho Sid, and Ahmed Johnson versus Vader, Owen Hart, and the British Bulldog. Yes. Can I go first on this of one? Of course. Go for it. All right. So I'm voting for the In Your House match. It's one of my favorite matches. <laughs> um, and I, I watching that Backlash match back. I was like, man, that's great stuff. But I will say what I love about the six-man tag is it's prime all these guys. <laughs> like, it's really close to prime Vader. It's prime Owen. It's prime Bulldog. It's prime Sean. Ahmed Johnson. Prime Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> It is Prime Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> you know, he had a, about a year there. And um, it's Prime Sid. And because it's a six-man tag, you know, they just, everybody works really fast, does their best stuff, and then they tag out. Everybody has these really good character moments. Sid, it's his first match back in several months, I think like seven months. And the place just goes nuts for him Ahmed's like at the height of his popularity Sean is writing that boyhood dream thing Owen Hart is just classic Owen it's like I love watching peak Owen Hart and uh, he is such a good like sniveling sneaky heel you know mm-hmm. and he has some and he's so good at like selling too He's good at being the goof. He's good at just selling for people. He shines in this match. Bulldog looks great. He's at his tag team best here. And Vader, he does great too. He gets to do like so much of his best stuff. And he looks really good doing what he does. I The whole thing goes like 45 minutes from like video to fade out of the pay-per-view. It's an amazing piece of business. I think it's really underrated. I don't get why it's not mentioned in the same breath as uh, the Canadian Stampede one that everybody always loves and talks about. But I'm, I am voting for this six-man tag. I don't know if it'll go on here, but I love it. I'm, mm. I'm trying to sell you guys a little bit. On I was going to so say I'll you're, you're <laughs> slightly convincing me. Tommy, what do you think? Um... Everything that James said was true, but I'm going to have to go with the um, with the triple threat, uh, especially at this time. I mean, I was just putting myself back when this match happened, and you know, Tommy Jewel back back then, like he, you know, I I would have basically thought that like wrestling couldn't get any better. Than this because with the, the people involved and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, I was a big fan of all three. Um, so 
I mean, ju- just kind of, and I, you know, I guess it's just kind of a personal pick because, again, I didn't, I can like watch that match now and really appreciate everything that's going on with the uh, the the six man. Um, but the personal connection, I guess, with the with the the triple threat, I'm going to go uh, HBK, Triple H, and Benoit. Yeah, I mean, you, I did too, but you've always loved that uh, Backlash match. I remember one way you described it to me was WrestleMania was, like, the match for, you know, like, any fan. Like, any fan could follow it, and it was great. But Backlash was the match for the wrestling fans, and that they baked in kind of story elements that you would really only know if you had been a longtime fan of pro wrestling. Like the Montreal Screwjob tease, the sharpshooter thing, just different aspects. I remember you saying, like, you have to be a real fan to get everything going on there. Yeah, I... Yeah. I... Go ahead, Tommy. Oh, no, I, uh, I, you know, I was just going to agree because, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially at the time, I thought wrestling couldn't get any better than that match right there, so. Well, you hadn't seen Gene Snitsky yet. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, <laughs> what are you uh, going to for here? Well, James, you almost had me convinced. I mean, like, all of those dudes and those, you know, that those years, I mean, chef's kiss, right? Um, <laughs> my, I mean, I think all of them were at that SummerSlam we were at. All all of those people were. Um, Sid, yeah. Sid and Bulldog were together. Anyway, um, and that was a great match. That was really good. That that specific one on one match, yeah. Sid Bulldog, I, yeah, yeah, that was randomly one of my brother's favorite matches. Um, he always said that Bulldog looked him in the eye when he was getting power bombed, which is kind of weird, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but I love that that backlash match. I've got to vote for it. So, man. Oh, Maybe if I rewatched, I did not rewatch that international incident um, match this time around, but I will, James. I will watch it soon and let you know. Um, I'm going to go with Backlash. I would love to hear what you think about it because it's one of these under the radar things that I think is just amazing. So, okay. And I would say that sharpshooter kind of really pushes it over the edge for me. It's a the ending but okay next up we have the uh i don't know the latter day before taker feud (laughs) wrestlemania matchup um his kurt angle wrestlemania 21 match uh versus his john cena wrestlemania 23 yeah we had had the king of the ring match the monday night raw match now the wrestlemania match i rated these both out of 10 yeah, I loved them. I loved them both, and I rewatched them both. Um, I, I just because I wanted to make sure I was deciding right, and after watching them, I don't know if I can. This, I, I was at WrestleMania twenty three, so I'll go with that just because of that. But, um, I'll say the thing. One of the things I love about twenty three is like at the end they had those two amazing chain wrestling sequences that Cena kind of ends up at the top on top for it with the STFU at the end. Mm-hmm. But that angle match was... They have a network special that's about 30 minutes about it. If you haven't watched it, I would recommend it if you're a fan. 
But, man, uh, what a good match. It is – I'm glad that Kurt Angle's back, like, in good terms with the company so they can talk about stuff like this because that match is an all-time classic. Yeah, it is. So, I'll go Cena, but, man, it's close. Um, Tommy, you're a, a giant Kurt Angle fan, but do you like the Angle match more than the Cena one? I, the The short answer, yes. I, I love this uh, Kurt Angle match. It's, um, I, I I feel that the match with Cena is it's good wrestling with great uh, sports entertainment uh, with their delivery. Um, but the the Angle match is great wrestling. If that makes okay. sense. Mm-hmm. In my yeah, opinion. absolutely. And um, I had a feeling you go that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, what else? What else, man? Oh no, I mean, I, I mean that that's just as simple as it is. It's just it's an amazing match. It has everything I love about wrestling in it. I mean, especially the the you know as Kurt Angle used to say, what Raw is like a real athletic wrestling. <laughs> and <laughs> actually, and, Raw is what Garth Brooks posts on Facebook. <laughs> I want one of those old Rawless War shirts, but it just says like Rawless Garth or Garth's Garth War or something. Social media is war. <laughs> like nobody would get it. <laughs> We'd all get it. We'd That's all you need. On um, the back, it say like cool, slick, neat, raw. <laughs> And yeah, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Josh, that could be our second T-shirt. <laughs> social media is. I was war. thinking of the back being like, you know, it makes no sense. But the like the Queen shirt, you know, where they've got the like four names on the back like that, just having it like that, like the. What... <laughs> yes. Cool, <laughs> slick, neat, raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I, I really, really struggle with this one. Um, that Cena matches, I mean, it's five stars and their current angle one. I, I tend to give the edge to the angle one because Sean wins. <laughs> um, but, but also, I just, I, I think I really know angle it. wins at WrestleMania. Does he? Yeah, he makes him tap. That's right. Ah, oh, shit. I mean, these and then are he both taps to Cena. Yeah. No, both L's. I mean, what a guy. Shawn Michaels is kind of a quitter, right? He's (laughs) just putting everybody over. I mean, his best friend would never do that. No, yeah, I was thinking of the other angle match for that Chen Music, but um, shoot. I I think I'm going to give it to Angle on this one. Um, Sorry, James. No, no, it's boy. Your boy. Um, Josh, you reached out to me, I think, after watching that network special because that you rewatched the match then, right? Uh, the uh, when when did that air? Like, was that like it was like in the last couple months? No. Or Tommy, was that you? I don't think I did. Okay, I, I haven't seen that special. My gosh, I, I want to now. Who I'm was sorry, guys? I. I I'm I'm just like 
funneling RC Cola right now. My head's a little loopy. So it's cool. I just, yeah, I've wanted to. I, um, it's funny because today was, I was watching that WrestleMania 20. That was the one that I watched half of and then had to go back to work. And what's funny is I was like, oh man, I missed like the end where Sean wins. And yeah, I, I was completely remembering it wrong. So I, I wish I could have gone back and watched all these, but you know, family work. Right. Yeah. Well, like, you made the right choice. You prioritize. Um, okay. Next up. We have Undertaker. This is the Hell in a Cell at In Your House. Bad blood. It's all over. Now we'll come to Tombstone. No. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. It's Paul Bear. Versus Jeff Jarrett at In Your House Dose. I have a feeling I know where this one's going. <laughs> I, I want to compliment the In Your House match. Um, there is There are different types of pro wrestling. Like the Japanese uh, style, they call it strong style, where it's very hard-hitting. Um, kind of, there's some submissions in there. It can be very mono mono at different points. Um, there's the American style, which focuses a lot on storytelling. The Mexican style, which is very uh, acrobatic. But <laughs> and the European style, which is a lot of chain wrestling. But in the United States, there's also something called the Southern style. And this was done by companies like the USWA, um, WCCW back in the 80s. And so it was a lot more, I've heard it described as walking and talking essentially where you know they there's fighting that's very much it's a lot of strutting a lot of posing there's a lot of crowd interplay where the heels were will taunt the crowd to try to get a reaction um a lot of breaks between the action things like that and jeff jarrett is a southern wrestler he's always talking to the crowd his matches are kind of methodically paced they're not fast-paced generally and um he doesn't do anything too flashy and that's all like southern style type stuff Shawn michaels wrestles a southern style match here and he does it like as sean he doesn't he doesn't go any slower and i just bring this up because it might be for my money the greatest southern style match of all time that i've huh. seen that's awesome yeah, like Jerry Lawler's the master of it. He can just go in there and pace a match like he does and throw punches and pull the strap down and get a huge reaction, and he's just fantastic at what he does. But this Sean match is just so freaking entertaining. I remember even back then seeing that. I was like, man, that's Jeff Jarrett's never going to have a better match than that, and I don't think he ever For did. Sure. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it, when I started reading stuff online, like 10 years later, um, recapping old wrestling, uh, Scott Keith, one of the reviewers I like, gave that Sean Jeff match five stars and just said, like, yeah, this is 
top-notch stuff here, and it really is. That's awesome. Um, I it makes me regret my pick less. I'm glad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a great match. It really is, and it was kind of one of those cool like '80s, '90s things where they essentially had like one angle and then the match, and that was all they needed. Really, it was yeah. pretty cool. So. I wanted to praise that Jeff match a lot because it really is great, but also because I'm picking the Taker Hell in a Cell because it's Taker Hell in a Cell. How can I not pick that to get out of the first round? Because there's a schmoz ending, James. <laughs> that, that's gotta be that's gotta be Josh talking about how that ending isn't great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I watched that Jeff Jarrett match. That was one that I rewatched, and I—it's funny because I—I thought, oh man, is this just nostalgia um, that made me pick this? And I was thinking about that Flair match that we missed, and I was like, ah, oh, I should have put that here. But um, it, it was good, and and the fact, you know, all that Southern style stuff that I I definitely didn't recognize watching it today or sometime this week. Um, you know, that's the Sean thing that he is able to adapt to. To anybody, so, um, but yeah, you can't you can't vote against Hell in a Cell. Come on, I'm gonna vote, I'm gonna vote for that. Let's test that theory, Tommy. What are you voting for here? <laughs> well, I mean, Jeff Jarrett's outfit alone almost gives him the win <laughs> on 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 this one. Uh, and the, the roadie pushes it over for you. Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, with their baby tonight of the three of us <laughs> who's gonna be with their baby tonight <laughs> um but i'm going to go yeah take her hell in the cell all right I mean, we, we, might talk- we, we get the birth of kane i mean come on josh hates that indie <laughs> <laughs> it just bothers me because it's like an all-timer match and then I know. I mean, I feel like they couldn't have, couldn't have. You known. just defended Sean Razor at SummerSlam, but you pick on Kane. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Kane's fault. It's uh, <laughs> I, I think they had. They probably didn't know that it was going to be an all-time classic. Although I guess they should have given the participants, but you know, I think it was basically like, oh, we got a premiere Kane, here we go, and then it was like, shit, this is like one of the best matches ever, which, I mean, it helped put Kane over, so it's, it makes sense, it just bothers me. I think the ending, like, adds to the match. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Tommy? Yeah, Tommy, we need a third perspective, Josh and I have debated this. I mean, I know you love Kane's politics, so. (laughs) He's one of the greatest. it over here. He's one of the greatest mayors that Tennessee has ever seen, all right? <laughs> Number one. Um, I think it adds to it. Nice. Um, I mean, it, the match is great, and it, it's just, it was a surprise when it first happened, and you wait to see it when the match is going on. Like, you know it's coming. Um. I know some people are dreading it, apparently, but you know it's coming. <laughs> and uh, it, I, I feel it's an added element to the match. I don't think it takes away. I should, by the way, since you brought up his uh, political career, 
I kind of want to throw in here that uh, Tommy and I, when we were in college, used to drive to a college called Milligan in Tennessee to visit uh, one of our friends, a girl named Carissa. And on our way to Milligan, we'd always pass this town called Rogersville. Oh, Rogersville. And, yeah, it was just this nothing town at some point. I think I dubbed Rogersville as like the unofficial seventh ring of hell. <laughs> and then that just became this joke that we'd always hit over and over. Well, Kane is the mayor of Johnson City, which is right next door to Rogersville. Whoa. So the devil's favorite demon is almost the mayor of hell itself. <laughs> but even Kane won't be, even he can't be mayor of Rogersville. It, I, I know exactly when it started actually do you really i want to hear this because i don't remember okay well we drove to johnson city the first time on one tank of gas and so we didn't stop much at all and so you know we at times i think (laughs) we were just doing anything we could to entertain ourselves or just to keep our brains going and we passed rogersville and the sign said you know oh historic rogersville and and I believe I forget if it was you <laughs> or me, but like our our first comment was like historic my ass, and then <laughs> then it all rolled down from from there. Nice. I think there's like a million jokes we have that just started from something random that we just wouldn't let go of for twenty minutes because that's how we <laughs> joke around with each other. <sighs> it's it's the height of comedy it really is <laughs> for each other yeah <laughs> dude there you go all right um so yeah, hell, I'm glad we did that. <laughs> hell in a cell advances the next one um uh, dude i have these next two matches rated exactly the same too <laughs> what are they both 9.3 um Loved them both. That dude, you go ahead and announce them. Yeah. And you, this was your th- second pick. The third overall pick was one of these matches. Yeah, and I um so yeah so Triple H um from Raw December twenty ninth two thousand three um versus the Fatal Four Way from Backlash that we talked about was Cena, Orton, and Edge. Um. <sighs> I really wish I would have rewatched this Raw match um, because it's always just been one that's like up there for me that I haven't, I just haven't rewatched it in so long. So I don't have a ton to say about it other than just, you know, it was one of those ones where for me it's like the unexpectedness of like having a, a whatever star match on Raw, right? Like, Raw is just, it's every week, it's so many hours, and it's just hard to find that, like, gem of a match, and, um, you know, it's Christmas time, you're all excited, and it's Triple H and Sean, best friends. And it was in San Antonio. In Sean's hometown, um, and yeah, I, I, I love that match, I will say I haven't seen it in a while, but, um. And I do like the Backlash match. I, you know, it's weird how much Backlash has come up <laughs> in this 
um, <laughs> episode. But yeah, um, I, I gotta give the edge to that first one. No pun intended. Yeah. So, so if I can sidebar really quick, so Shawn Michaels is called Mister WrestleMania. With the theory being that, like, for every year he was on it, he'd always seal the show, and he has just this litany of top-level, top-shelf WrestleMania matches, okay? I, at some point, I texted Josh, like, hey, Sean's actually Mr. In Your House, too, and he's that by a pretty wide margin. <laughs> yeah. Because he has the Mankind match, the Diesel match, um, the Bulldog match, <laughs> the well, the well, match. It the just years going that going. it was... A thing where 95 to 97, I think. So he has a pretty good chance of being <laughs> Mr. in your house. Fair enough, fair enough. But given like his list of raw matches on this list, like the Benoit matches, the Triple H match in December, the Cena match from London, is Shawn Michaels Mr. Monday Night Raw going on match quality alone? So you don't think it's the Monday Night Messiah, James? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Seth, but mm. no, I do. By the way, Seth Rollins has kind of gotten vindicated lately, hasn't he? <laughs> about some of the stuff he was caught about being an a hole about. I haven't seen any of that. What happened? <laughs> so a couple years ago, uh, what's the name of that British wrestler that's in New Japan? That's quite oh, good. Will Osprey. Will Ospreay, yeah, he said something about, like, being the best wrestler in the world. Like, I, and it was, like, not douchey, but it was something like night in, night out, you know, as far as performing on the schedule that we perform on. I think I'm, it, it, somehow he says, like, no, he said we have the best wrestlers in the world or something like that, just like Pride in His Company. And Will Ospreay commented, like, hey, I'm right here. And he wrote back, like, no, nah, thanks, man. I've heard you're great, blah, blah, blah. But we're the biggest company in the world or something like that. And, like, everybody attacked him for it. And at the time, I thought, like, he could should have sort of, like, just made a joke or backed off a little bit there, right? But then Will Ospreay got kind of an indirect me too thing right mm -hmm. where one of his friends got me too and then he apparently helped keep the girl who it happened to from getting bookings so yeah, yeah. and now will osprey can only work in japan because they care less about that stuff sometimes <laughs> which is awful but um yeah so at the time seth Rollins took a lot of heat and now it's sort of like well that guy kind of deserved it, didn't he? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I'd say Sean over Seth, but Tommy, Josh, what do you guys <laughs> think? Uh, oh. Punk has some great matches. Daniel Bryan had that summer of great matches. Cena has had a lot of great matches on Raw, but... What about, Sean... uh, you know, the Kevin Owens or AJ Styles? Yeah, Kevin Owens came to mind for me. Yeah. Um, what Sean was Owens stuff? Uh, like, I can't think of one. And he's great. I well, just can't think of any great Raw matches. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a Raw match where he came out and he beat uh, Cena kind of like right off the bat? 
No, that was Elimination Chamber. Ah. Oh, Ooh, he he uh. did have some great Raw matches of this, that summer, though. There's this one in particular with him, Cesaro, and Rusev that is just to me like that's like a five star deal. It it is weird though. I mean that he did come to mind, and I think what it was is just you know like the like never taking a night off kind of thing. Like mm. um, yeah. you're watching, you know, just a random Raw and Kevin Owens is there. You know, it's gonna be a good match. Like it's gonna be a great effort from him at least. And um, I don't know. It might have just been like. The festival of friendship, um, a few different <laughs> random He's things had some like great that. Moments. Yeah, because debut on Raw. Yeah, um, wasn't it? Am I crazy? Wasn't on Raw where he won the title like relatively yep. recent, like a couple years ago, where he yeah he won the universal title in a four way on Raw. And, and w- wasn't that where he had like with got... big Cass? That's an historical yeah. anomaly. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but yeah, for Sean, I think the longevity, right? Like, (laughs) having Raw matches in 19, what, 94 or something? And yeah, like like 93 when it debuted, 94, 95, 96, 97. And then when he came back. Yeah, we're talking about this 03 one. And then I'm sure there were, you know, just that Cena one that was 07. Yeah, Uh, he had a some great matches with Carlito and Christian kind of around that time. It's really hard to give it to somebody else. Um, I mean, especially Um, for match quality, I think like Austin (laughs) is, he's got to be Mr. Monday night raw for the moments. uh, Right. Yeah. I, I might go Cena just because of that U S title run that he had the U S title, John Cena open challenge. Yeah. Combine that with like the punk match and um, the Sean match. I, I think I'd go Cena, but Sean might be number two. Well, but can we all agree that, that I mean, sure, he's Mr. Raw, but I believe that his friend X Pac would be Mr. Uh, Sunday Night Heat. Tommy, <laughs> I literally was two just tears in the bucket. Who do you guys got for Mr. Sunday Night Heat? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, Triple H put him for Mr. SmackDown. You got DX, you know, repping all of them. <laughs> Steven Richards would not be happy with this comment, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, yeah. So, where were we? Um, do you remember, James? <laughs> I, I think I had I voted for Cena London versus oh. Backlash show for it, right? What'd you say? Uh, Wait, no. no, sorry. Yeah, Triple H <laughs> Raw 03 versus the Backlash 07. And I had voted for Triple H. Triple H. Um, Tommy, what about you, man? Well, much like it was back in 03, every day is Triple H day. So I'm going with the Triple H match. Nice. All right, I um that backlash of seven is my second favorite match ending of all time. I think um it fits perfectly with that story of Sean just being so confident that he's better than Cena. And um, you guys remember how this ends at all? Um, is this the one where they have like all of the finishers? 
Yeah, it's the four-way. Um, yeah. Orton hits an RKO on Sean. Edge hits the spear on Orton. Yeah. Edge turns around. Cena hits the FU on Edge, landing him on Orton. And then Sean just struggles to his feet and hits a super kick on Cena, which knocks him out. But Sean's too weak to do anything from the RKO, and Cena just falls backward and lands on Randy Orton, and Orton gets pinned. <laughs> yeah. So it's like Great. Cena wins, even though Sean knocked him out. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and then again, Sean kind of has that pissed off moment where he's just like furious that he feels like he outdid him again, but he's still not the champion. I love it because it, it helps. I mean, it helps everybody. Like, everybody is over, you know. Um, yeah. I remember yeah. Cena sells that, that as a really good chin music, and he, like, looks like he's knocked out. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like watching a guy in the UFC get cold caught. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll go Triple H, too, though, because that was really quite a treat to watch that again for this tournament. That was a great match, too. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Chris Jericho, WrestleMania 19. Yep. Versus Bret Hart, Survivor Series 1992. So, So recently, do you want to talk about the Okada thing? No, no, I was going to talk about something else. So, you you do that, James. All right. So, recently, it came out that Kazuchika Okada, New Japan Pro Wrestling Zone, a lot of people consider him the best on the planet right now. He recently had said that one of the matches that had the biggest influence on him and how he tried to pattern his style after was Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 19. Um, I didn't see that, but that's amazing. <laughs> and it also might be um, a work because he's going to be going to AEW sometime, right? Maybe. Eh. The Forbidden Door is open. Um, that's interesting. Um, so what are you going to talk about? Well, I rewatched both of these um, for this, and like I was saying before, Jericho, not my guy. I wasn't. I remember liking this, but I wasn't expecting, you know, whatever. But it was pretty amazing. Um, it's one of those where it's like an amazing match, and you think it's like, all right, that's that's good. Like that's probably going to end, and then it goes like another five minutes of just falls to the wall. Awesomeness. Um, but James, the Bret Hart Survivor Series '92 match is the one that I texted you about. Um, really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I was like, "This is a freaking perfect match." Um, wow. I mean, you know, Sean and Bret, <laughs> um, <laughs> two of the greatest ever, and they're just so good. I feel like. Um, the 96 one, obviously different. Um, they matured a lot, especially Sean. Uh, I feel like Sean, you know, kind of out, outshines Brett in that one, but Brett, um, being slightly older and more experienced at this time, like kind of outshines Sean in this. I mean, this is like probably my favorite Brett match now. Like, wow. So good. Um, I don't know, probably not with Owen, but you know, just everything that he does is just perfect. It's like so, so good. I don't know. I, and they both do their, you know, they both have like a series of stuff that they almost always do, you know. And yeah. 
I don't know, like this match they do those things, but it doesn't it doesn't feel, you know, scripted or anything. It's just it's just a perfect match. I, I like fell in love with it. I like probably will watch it tonight when I go to bed. It's just so good. Um so I felt bad because I was like I watched that Chris Jericho and I was like ready to give him some love and then I saw the matchup and I was like, I can't I gotta vote for Survivor Series on this one. Man, all right. Dude, all right, so this is perfect that that was a match you fell in love with so much because, Tommy, if I'm not mistaken, this Jericho match, this is your favorite Shauna match of all time, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would have to say so. I mean, I thought, thought again, it might be, yeah. Yeah, you know, my, my love for uh, Chris Jericho, I remember the buildup, I remember the match, I love the ending. Because, I mean, there's that sign yeah. of respect. But also, Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, uh, you, you got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, anything Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart is always worth mentioning. And is never surprised if it goes forward and something like this but yeah i'm going i'm going to go with uh chris jericho and Shawn michaels from 19 oh man james ball is in your court dude um so <laughs> i have a confession to make josh yeah. yeah i love you so i i love the jericho match okay I haven't watched the Brett match in like 15 years. Yeah. Back then, I remember thinking like, yeah, that was good, but I didn't think it was a classic or anything. Mm -hmm. But now you got me really, really wanting to watch it. So, oh, I so you didn't get to be... see it before this one? Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited for you to watch it. All right, yeah. So I'll probably watch that. I might go to bed watching that tonight too. If I don't, I'll probably Let's watch it tomorrow. Off, we'll just watch that match and text about it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> but um yeah, I the Jericho match is one of my favorite mania matches, so I'm I'm picking Jericho, but dude, you got me wondering if I'd have the same pick in like twenty four hours. You probably would. That Jericho match is ridiculous. It's it's amazing. Um you know, so I get it. Yeah, Tommy brought up the great ending where uh, Jericho just kind of kicks him in the nards <laughs> after the match, after they hug. It's good stuff. But um, Yeah, and Tommy, you didn't mention the thing that we used to always joke about, which is Jerry Lawler's incessant using of the old lion, young lion oh, God. <laughs> analogy. Do, do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lawler was starting to get on my freaking nerves in some of these, some of these matches. Uh, Lawler has always gotten on my nerves. Yeah, I think I, it I was... Will... Go ahead, Tommy. I'm so, uh, I, I will say I really enjoy his commentary on the Triple H Booker T WrestleMania match. That oh, one... That, that's amazing. I, I have to get, once again, have to give credit where credit is due. That is amazing. Everything else... I mean, literally, his his... His commentary makes me want him to not be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's probably what's going to get him in. <laughs> I, know. Well, no, I mean, he has an amazing career as a wrestler. 
and I know he has a lot of fans as his commentary, but me being like a 17 year old guy <laughs> or what, whenever I first started hearing him, it's like, wow, this, I mean, he's like probably five times my age and he's way more immature than I am. Okay. Well, yeah. It's, they did it's, have a... oh, sorry, go ahead, Josh. Well, it's these, like, these years of his, like, it's weird you said that because when I was watching this match, I was like, I think, I think I only like Lawler's commentary for nostalgia. Like, I couldn't, I never thought about it and just assumed that I liked it, but um, I was like, dude, shut up. Like, there's an amazing <laughs> match going on. Like, Jesus. Like, I don't know. I mean, JR was always kind of that guy for me where it was like, all right, like, just settle down. But Lawler was incessant so in, in this one. Like, you, you, you went a different direction than I thought you were going to. <laughs> no, I meant, I meant JR was the guy, like, how you said, like, he never understood people liking uh, uh, Lawler's commentary. But, yeah, I don't know. I our listeners who have forgotten, Josh's favorite ever is Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> so the settle down thing only applies to Jim Ross. Touche. Yeah, I can't, I can't uh, reason that, but. I did like in the Jericho match how Jim Ross dunks on Jerry Lawler for a second. It's like at the very beginning, um, like they do some chain wrestling, like some basic, basic stuff. And Sean kind of jumps up on the ropes and kind of goes like, okay, come on. And Lawler says, I think Sean's telling Jericho he's bored with like his wrestling 101 stuff. Jim Ross goes, what were you wanting him to do? Show him his puppies? <laughs> Amazing. Lawyer's <laughs> like, I just haven't seen that in so long. Jim Ross goes, God forbid we start out a wrestling match with actual wrestling. <laughs> he probably got reprimanded for that. <laughs> it was so good. Just like these little moments where you can catch him being frustrated. It was so fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Jericho advances. So, so we agree the Bret Hart Survivor Series match, ten times better commentary on on that one. Heck yeah, dude. Bobby Heenan, right? Yep. How yeah. could it not be? Um. Okay, we're in the home stretch. We got Triple H Street Fight, SummerSlam 02. John Michaels and Triple H are our best of friends, are closer than a lot of brothers. It was you, Hunter. You're damn right it was me, Sean. Versus Chris Benoit from Monday Night Raw, February 16th, 2004. <laughs> All right, James, you want to tell us why you picked this Chris Benoit match? <laughs> I thought, you know what, Josh, with all his Benoit love and, you know, coming off the heels of his brother praising Michael Jackson quite a bit on one of our podcasts, <laughs> I should maybe, like, throw the family a phone. And I know he really wants this match, so I'll just nominate it for him and try No, I nominated the Triple H match. One of my favorite matches ever, um, as, again, like Tommy brought up, that we're, we're all Christians here, so... And coming out with the Philippians 413 on his shirt for his first comeback match in four and a half years after he thought he'd have to be retired for life. 
the I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That was like this really cool little moment. Um, just again, kind of a thing where you knew his past, like being a drug addict, being a locker room nu- nuisance, and um, kind of like, okay, apparently he's a pretty nice guy now. Apparently he's getting his life together. He's in a good spot with his marriage, all that fun stuff. And um, he just comes out with that shirt. It's like, dude, that's cool. That's really it's it's always good to see somebody thankful, you know what I mean? And so that was he seemed very thankful to get that chance for that match. And the match is amazing and the crowd's awesome. And just like Tommy said, I remember watching it and like every time I remember Triple H said like a Bret Hart style backbreaker once in the match. Mm-hmm. And just thinking like, Oh my gosh, why are they risking that? But and then he wrestled for her. <laughs> but uh yeah i love that match it's amazing it's so emotional to watch um so i'm picking that over the benoit match because i i even if he had never done anything (laughs) because i I like like it it more (laughs) because i like it more (laughs) (laughs) um i mean josh was one time trying to convince me that one of his hitler paintings was better than a picasso that i liked because it's the art, not the artist. But I'm just kidding. Yeah. Also, it didn't happen. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, but yeah, for this, I, I mean, it's that Triple H match is one of my favorites ever. I think I would have probably picked it right after that if if you hadn't. So I love the Benoit series. The the thing with him and Sean is just like t- the two like yeah, it's it's really similar to Brett. Just like the technical wrestling is just next level. Um, but the Triple H Street Fight, it's best buddy return match. I love it. It's great. Gotta vote for it. All right, Tommy, are we going to have a clean sweep here? <clears throat> yeah, I think we're going to have a clean sweep. <clears throat> I mean, th- this was really the kickoff for Shawn Michaels. And he, and I, I remember during this time, there were a lot of our friends who are getting a little tired of seeing Triple H and Shawn Michaels, you know, after several months of them feuding. Um, But I never got tired of it. I always loved it when they were out there. So, uh, and I mean, this was the the start of it, and I think almost even maybe the pinnacle of them going at at one another. So, yeah, uh, street Mm -hmm. fight. If you awesome. want to remedy that problem of never getting tired of it, you can watch the Triple H Shawn Michaels Hell in a Cell, and that might do it. <laughs> Didn't make our list. But it literally might put you to sleep, so then you'd truly be like tired of it in a literal sense. <laughs> it's a challenge. Can you make it through the match, Tommy? I don't know, but if I fall asleep, then I can dream about all the other great matches that Shawn Michaels has, so, you know, could be a win-win. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or you could dream about all the other great matches Triple H has had and wake up in 20 minutes. Oh. <laughs> uh, James, uh, sorry Just to correct kidding. you. That, He's that, great. <laughs> you're, you're, you're thinking about his, uh, his uh, promos, uh, his raw promo. Tommy, have you ever had a pet? <laughs> <laughs> and you love it and you take care of it. All right. 
Okay, so Triple H SummerSlam, the no no holds barred match advances. Um, down to the final, and this is super so tough weird for one. me. Yeah, it's it's Undertaker WrestleMania twenty five, the the first one. As a fan of sports entertainment, I am honored to have the opportunity to sit at ringside and see this. This is what WrestleMania is all about. What an absolutely unbelievable match. Versus the um, tag match with Sean and Triple H versus Legacy. At breaking point oh eight, um, James, I'm going to let you intro this one because you were the one that nominated the legacy one, and I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. So okay, so take yeah, the Taker match, you know, greatest of all time, possibly according to some, blah blah blah, whatever. It's been talked to death. The legacy match, on the other hand, the submission match from breaking point is hugely underrated if you ever want just a really good trilogy of matches like four and a half stars or better watch those three dx legacy matches from 2009 it's SummerSlam, breaking point and then the ultimate blow off is at hell in a cell and they're all just solid story matches with great unique inventive spots with cool endings and twists and turns throughout the match uh great action it's to me i i haven't seen a lot of cody's aew stuff i saw the big promo before his title shot i didn't see the dustin match which got really high marks uh from a lot of people so i can't speak to that so outside of that just his wwe and new japan stuff these matches are by far the best stuff I've ever seen him do bell to bell. Uh, the matches are fantastic. It's the best stuff I've seen DX do bell to bell. They, the story is that Shawn Michaels came back from about six months off after Mania and said, like, okay, who have you guys kind of raised up since I've been gone? And there really wasn't anybody. And he was like, well, that sucks. That's not acceptable. Okay. I'll do it. And he went to Hunter and he said, like, we got to do this. No one else is doing it. So let's do it ourselves. And so they picked Legacy. And again, this breaking point match, they put Legacy over. Sean tapped out to this great looking submission move where Cody had the figure four on the post. And then DiBiase put on the million dollar dream in the ring behind him. It was a tornado tag match, so there was action all over the place. It's amazing, and I I have it ranked above nine as well. Um, the Taker match is the Taker match, and it's ten out of ten. I probably like the Taker match better, just for the what we talked about before the WrestleMania feel. But action wise, I'm just gonna vote for Legacy because I know it won't win, but. I, I think it deserves a vote. It's a great Josh. When I watch the Brett match, I want you to watch this legacy match and we'll sure. report back to each other. Okay. Yeah, I think if you had a chance with this, it just sucks that we ran out of time because, you know, I'm a huge Cody freak and not the biggest taker guy. 
So I could have maybe leaned towards that one, but I just didn't get a chance to fit it in. So, and it sounds awesome. Um, and I love that story of them building up young guys and stuff, but I got to vote taker just because I just straight up don't remember um, that, that breaking point match. Okay. All right, Tommy, what about you, man? Um, I, I, I almost wish that we could just take the pre-match uh, promo for Undertaker. Uh, HBK as, as, as a match in itself. Because <laughs> I, that, that, I, I, I mean, I, I remember the, the pre-match promo just being amazing. Let alone the match. I don't think you could ever over talk this match because it deserves all the talk it gets. Fair enough. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I remember enjoying Legacy, except for Randy Orton. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, uh, it's good. It might be really good, but it's not great. Like. I believe that, well, what Taker uh, at 25 was. So, going to vote Taker. Okay. Josh All hates right. that feud, which is kind of the fun part. I don't hate the feud. <laughs> I just don't. It's just the, not the, my favorite. The Mania 25 part I thought you hated with, like, all the supernatural type oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I, I thought you meant Taker, Sean, overall. But, yeah, the supernatural stuff is just, it's too too much for me um all right josh yeah yeah i i just i just wanted to to clarify that one of the issues that you're having with an undertaker match was supernatural elements mm-hmm. it, it, isn't that part of his character oh that's that's my problem with his character oh okay yeah gotcha. taker taker sucks okay. didn't you know that tommy <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought I thought you were just having an issue with that match. Like, oh no, it's just they really lay it on thick in that one. Uh, oh. there's a, a lot of soul reaping and <laughs> a lot of lights going out. And... Yeah. At least he didn't strike him with a thunderbolt, a lightning bolt. So. Oh, that's safe for the cane matches. That's special. 
<laughs> it does crack me up how much you like roll your eyes at all of the Undertaker's it, more fantastical. If, if there were like you know five other wrestlers that were this in the same boat, it'd be fine. I don't care to be silly, but it just cracks me up because it's like with all of these other wrestlers that are just pretending to be wrestlers, not oh. like from other dimensions or. Uh, hell Joe, or whatever. I have a Josh. question. Uh, go ahead, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe you're forgetting, uh, 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 you know, Mordecai, uh, <laughs> Papa Shango. That's two. The Boogeyman. Kane. Boogeyman. Kane. Your crush, Alexa Bliss, now has supernatural power. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> We're all and Randy Orton seems to have them sometimes. <laughs> I thought that was just roid rage. <laughs> it's, it's uh, no, he he has a he has a medical issue called IED. It's real. So, uh, intermittent explosive disorder. Yes, I remember when they were doing that gimmick for twenty five. You said like, dude, we should get wristbands that say IED and wear it together. <laughs> we can find a cure shirt with Randy Orton's picture on them. That'd be awesome. Can can we please like unstigmatize uh, IED? That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so we are in the second round. You guys yes. doing it right? It's midnight. I'm I'm fine. I'm good to finish out. What about yeah. you guys? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we are iron. We are Iron Man, right? <laughs> um. So yeah, the first ra- first match in the second round is the Iron Man match, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 12, ah. versus Stone Cold, King of the Ring, 1997. Ah, how do I pick between these kids? This, this these matches are so good. Bret's my favorite, so I'll go with the Bret match. But man, come on, this is tough. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I mean, I I was wondering earlier today, like, I don't know if, you know, either one of you like it as much, but for me, the Iron match has a straight, just a straight line to the finals. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go with that one. As boring as it is, not the match. The, t- <laughs> the, t- the take. <laughs> All right, Tommy, what about you? Yeah, no, it... Uh... I mean, the Austin match is great, but with me, there there's no real contest. It's it's the Iron Man match, and and again, it's I'm also incorporating the build up to this match, like all the all the the vignettes they did of <laughs> Shawn Michaels yeah. training, having you know he was in the old gym training, you know, really bringing up that whole boyhood dream um, angle. To to me, like a lot of these, okay, like let's just like the the twenty the twenty five with Taker, like that is like a main event match, mm-hmm. but Iron Man match is almost like to me like it's a Rocky level match where it just hits like your emotional chords the same way like a Rocky movie does. Yeah. So that that's why that that match it it, it really. 
really uh, connects with me. Aside so, historical level of it, but yeah. I want to back you up on that. Yeah, so our podcast, obviously, I really love the uh, story element of wrestling. And so one of my dorkier things I like to, <laughs> if I'm, like, having a really long day or I'm just, like, you know, stuck, like, okay, I'm just going to have to be bored for a couple hours. Sometimes I'll run mania builds through my head to kind of, like, because I, I don't think I have a list of, like, my favorite, but, like, the main event mania build. Like, okay, so this had this. Which one of those do I like better? Blah, blah, blah. And this WrestleMania 12 one is probably one of my three to four favorites that they've ever done. Um, I It's up there for me with Hogan Andre. It's up there with Sean Taker, too, even though it's completely different than those because of those training vignettes with Sean chasing the boyhood dream and then Brett as sort of, like, the grizzled long-term champion trying to hold on you know it's all so well done it's so well done that i know sean winning is kind of the perfect ending but i thought another perfect ending would be like the whole thing just going to a draw like sean coming this close and brett just like barely holding on and then they could do a rematch in like six months where sean got even better but I guess at that point he had, they were already doing that going back to his roots story. So that had to end with him getting the belt, I guess. But man, yeah, I love the build, love the match. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of the best. So that's another clean sweep for the Iron Man. <laughs> it's going into round three. So I have a question, James, real fast on the Rocky stuff. Um, I love that build up. And it made me think about, um, you know, the Jose Lothario. I never really looked it up. I like him, and I like him in that, you know, that year or whatever. Do you, but do you know why, like, he was brought, was it literally just brought in for, like, the Rocky feel? Or was there a reason that, I mean, he obviously didn't need a manager or anything. So it just seemed kind of peculiar. Do you know the story of that? It was just the Rocky feel like they thought that kind of having his boyhood mentor would sort of be this like cool way to not only enhance the kind of boyhood dream run that he did, but it would also I I don't know this, but I'm guessing somebody thought along the line like, okay, so everybody loves him right now, but there is sort of that thing where he's kind of stripping in the ring, right? So. Mm Maybe gotcha. having like an old grizzled guy might make him seem like more grounded. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But then it was kind of dumb too because Jose Lothario wore that suit jacket that said the Heartbreak Kid and like bedazzled letters on the back. That always I mean, looked really stupid. <laughs> at least he never like stripped or anything ridiculous, you know, that they probably <laughs> would have done like two or three years later. Yeah, uh, and May Young would be like, that's my gimmick. Uh, God. <laughs> well, cool. All right. Um, so yeah. So next up, we have Summer or yeah, SummerSlam '95, uh, the Razor Ladder rematch versus Royal Rumble 2007. I'm gonna go with the Rumble on this one. I'm also going with the Rumble, Tommy. I'm guessing you're going with SummerSlam. I mean. I, I, I believe the the drama of the last few minutes of the of the ladder match almost builds as much drama as the last ten minutes of the of the Royal Rumble 
but I'm actually going to go with the Royal Rumble on this one. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Clean sweep. Um, okay, we got Mankind from Mind Games versus Taker at WrestleMania 26. The farewell match. I'm going Mankind, obviously, one of my favorite matches. Um, Tommy, Josh, you guys are the interesting ones here. Um, why don't you go, Tommy? Uh, I really enjoy the Mankind match, but I'm going to go with uh, the Taker. Match. I, I thought you might. Uh, Seth, I was like tiebreaker. I'm. I would go with Mankind. I love this match. It's awesome. Um. So yeah, that's my vote. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a situation where I don't feel bad that I didn't win the vote yeah. because it, it's they're both great matches. Um, Speaking of. <laughs> Up next. Yeah, so Razor, this the second round is ridiculous. Uh, Razor <laughs> with the first ladder match, uh, WrestleMania 10 versus um, Sean and Austin versus Owen and Bulldog from Raw. Hmm. I really love the Garth stuff. It's really great. But I'm not going to go Raw here. I'm going to go with the WrestleMania ladder match. Yeah, me too. Um, me three. Yeah, me right. three. Clean sweep. Sorry, Ellen. Ugh, looks like you're out of the tournament, man. Well, you know, he did beat Brett at WrestleMania 10, so... Hi. <laughs> Fair enough. He got the last oh. laugh. He also put Shawn Michaels out of commission for about two months. Almost <laughs> in his career. And Austin. So... Yeah, you know, that's another great match that we didn't pick. That Shawn Michaels Owen Hart match from uh, In Your House in February of '96. I'm gonna write down the honorable mentions real fast. I mean, that's just a great list to, that to Owen go Knight. back to. Yeah, so what, yeah. What was that In Your House '96? You said yeah, February '96. Shawn Owen go about 20 minutes. And and Josh, don't don't forget we also brought up HBK Hogan. That's August twenty first of two thousand five. Oh, my keyboard is messing up. It's not letting me type that. And, I don't know. And, <laughs> and HBK and God versus the McMahons. That's April thirtieth, two thousand six. Thank you, thank you, Tommy. We left off the uh, Razor Ramon match that's just a straight match from Monday Night Raw in uh, August of 1994, where they go like 25 minutes. I don't remember that one. It's really good. It's really good. Okay. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we have Cena from Raw, 2007, versus the Backlash 04 Triple Rats. I'm going to go with a triple threat on this one. So I'll go with uh, Raw, John Cena. Tommy, you're kind of, to me, the interesting pick here because you really love both these matches. I love both of these matches. Um, But, I mean, I'm going to go with the triple threat. Okay. Yeah. So is there uh, any specific reason you would say you prefer that more? We haven't really done uh, that. I, I, I think where he kind of 
mention the the scene at HBK match is just a great, like, kind of straight match. Um, but I think, you know, but the, the triple threat, kind of like what you, what you said, I said <laughs> earlier, where it just has all these elements. It, like, watching that movie is like watching a Marvel movie as a Marvel fan before the movies where they have all this stuff in the background, which just really brings so much more to the movie. If you've been a superhero fan for, for a long time. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great, man. Great comparison. So two classics, uh, the angle WrestleMania 21 versus Hell in a Cell. Bad blood. Um, uh, I need to think Do either of you have a pick to start. I do. I, I know. I, I give it crap, but I would vote for Hell in a Cell on this one. It's still that good. Um, and I love the angle one, too, but I would lean towards this one. Tommy, are you ready with a pick on this one? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with angle. And it's, once again, they're both great matches, but if, but if I had to pick, like, okay, I get to watch one match right now, which one do I want to watch? I'm going to pick angle. Okay. <sighs> Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're both classic, and they're both great in different ways. Ah. I'm literally going to find a coin really quick and flip it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. I don't have a coin. I'm going to flip a Daniel Tiger doll. So here we go. If Daniel Tiger lands face up, I'll pick Kurt Angle. If he lands face down, I'm picking The Undertaker. He landed face down, so... Towards hell. Kurt Angle can rest in peace. <laughs> Damn you, Daniel Tiger. <laughs> Don't worry, Tommy. Grown-ups come back. And Tommy, don't forget to watch the six-man tag because you gotta try new matches because they might be good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, more Raw. Triple H Raw 03. Versus Jericho WrestleMania 19. Man, that is freaking tough. Dude. These Sean, Sean might be the GOAT. Doing this tournament, he might be the best there ever was. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what's funny is like halfway through, I actually thought I was thinking like, okay, he's the greatest WWE wrestler of all time, but I was leaning towards Kenny as the greatest of all time. Okay. Um, but then the more the rest, like the last half, I was like, no, it is Sean. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if that it might just be the longevity, so maybe like five, ten years from now, but that's just crazy. Uh-oh. It's not just one. Yeah, Okada would be a good choice. But I'm sorry. What were you gonna say, Tommy? Well, and also, I mean, just the historical where Shawn Michaels did so many firsts, and he has been, and and he just nailed it all time. Like it wasn't just because these matches were the first that time they did it. It's just he would do it so well. Yeah. Well, I was looking up um, just what other wrestlers say about Sean. And that's one of the, you know, the fun things is that like everybody, not everybody, but a a good amount of wrestlers 
like Hall of Fame wrestlers pick Sean as the greatest. Uh, I ran across the video of Booger T being asked um, if it was Sean or Hogan, and he doesn't like even hesitate and like doesn't like try to, you know, oh they're both. I mean, he's just like Sean all day. So <laughs> I think Jericho. There was one of Jericho saying Sean, which is you know obvious, but yep. still. Did Booker T criticize anybody while he was talking about that? <laughs> well, I mean, you do remember what, what King Booker said when crime time stole his wallet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Josh, you ever see that episode of Raw? I I don't think so. He was doing the King Booker gimmick where like he'd fake an English accent. And crime time came up to say hi to the king and the queen, and then they walked off, and Booker T realized that his wallet was gone. And he starts flipping out, going like, oh, hell no. Then so the next time they're backstage, you see Booker T with a couple of cops. Like, and they took it. Like, "Uh, what did they look like, sir? He goes, they were black. (laughs) The cops go, could you be more specific, please? He goes, how should I know? They all look alike. The... This was a this was in the show itself. Yeah, this is in yeah. 2007 on Monday Night Raw. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> Josh, yeah. I, I think your reaction right there was was everyone's reaction. everybody's reaction. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like like when it's 2021 and they're doing a Ric Flair as a father of a child <laughs> angle. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, Maybe we don't know hey. that's how it was gonna end. <laughs> Not just in the ring, but even Space Mountain will never retire. Woo! <laughs> 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 James, I, I've been meaning to text you because I I didn't know, it, you know, your thoughts on how they were doing your girls. That's I'm assuming you're anti, but maybe pro. What do you think? So- I am pro because I think Lacey Evans is great, um, very underrated, and I think any chance she gets to have a story, she'll do very good character work and have some pretty good matches on top of it. I The Ric Flair thing, obviously, I thought was dumb, like, that approach to it. Yeah. If it was more just, like, a suggested thing that ended up not being true, that would have been fine, you know? Right. Um but yeah, it, and now she's pregnant, so she's gonna miss Mania. On the on the upside, I think we're getting Charlotte Oscar, so that would be good. Yep. Cool. All right. Um, cool, cool. So what do we so what are we voting here, guys? I'm voting for Jericho, but it's tough. Uh, uh, Tommy, do you want Jericho Mania or Triple H December '03 Monday Night Jericho. Raw? Jericho. Josh? Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. The I, match, right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I am. It, it was really tough. That that Jericho match is awesome, but I am putting it down. Jericho Mania. All right. In the final matchup of round two, we have Triple H again um, from Su- SummerSlam 02. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I write SS and I'm like, Survivor Series, SummerSlam? Um, Taker... WrestleMania 25. So I will do the quasi upset and do Triple H on this one. All right, Tommy, what about you? 
Uh, I love the Triple I, I love the Street Fight personally, but the but this history takes precedence on precedent on this one, and I'm going to go with uh, Mania 25. Okay. All right. I am going to go with Triple H. Ooh. I really love that Triple H match. So, Mania 25 is great. It's a classic, but man, SummerSlam has so much emotion baked into it. I'm not going to I'm not going to argue this. That's crazy. So, we don't have those taker matches for Mania in the third round. I really thought they would go towards the final, but um, all right, it's a round three. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like I'm writing these down, but I'm kind of struggling here. So I, I got it. I got it. It's Bret Hart and the Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12 versus uh, the 2007 oh. Royal Rumble. And Josh is a huge Rumble fan. <laughs> <laughs> and 07 is... Is that your favorite one? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's really tough for me, but I, I still have to go with the Boyhood Dream. All right, you said it would go to the finals. Tommy, what about you? Oh, Iron Man. All right, I'm the Iron Man also. So that one moves on. The Razor Ramon ladder match from WrestleMania 10 or Mankind from In Your House. It's like all the highlights. Right, yeah. (sighs) Yeah, We got classics in here, man. (laughs) You thought it was hard before. I'm going with Mankind. Um, That's just me. Yeah, I am too. It's the better match. Mankind. Yeah. Okay, so Backlash 04. I was making like edits, like making it shorter each time. That's the triple threat. Yes. Um, Versus the Bad Blood Hell in a Cell Undertaker. The Undertaker, yeah. I'm going Hell in a Cell on this one because Benoit. Voldemort, Stephen Richards, call him what you will. <laughs> Josh, Tommy, what about you guys? Uh, I, I gotta go backlash on this one. Sorry. Can I quote Joey Styles here? Backlash. <laughs> oh, He's not good enough to beat backlash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's tough because I, I love the for what it's worth, I think it's a sacrificial lamb to the next one. True. Just, just um, you mean the Y2J? Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. Um, no. Backlash. We invited the right person to the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, Chris Jericho, WrestleMania 19 versus Triple H Street Fight. Fight. SummerSlam 02. The Backlash won the last one? Yes. Ah, yeah. oh, you guys. <laughs> I, I, blame, I blame I blame Kane. For a second. But you blame Kane. Fair enough. Okay. It was an ending to the Backlash match. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay. I will go Triple H SummerSlam. I'm going. I'm going to go Jericho. Wait, uh, uh, maybe I. <laughs> hmm. 
I'm gonna go Jericho. I'm gonna go Jericho. I'm gonna go Jericho. Well, that's good because I think Jericho the match is better, but I, it's hard for me to vote against the other one. So I'll vote for it, even though it, <laughs> even though All it right, loses. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Everybody's happy. Yeah. All right, the final four here. We're down to the final four. A pretty great final four. Yeah. So the Iron Man match, WrestleMania 12, versus Mankind Mind Games. So this is uh, the super heavyweight series. This is the number one pick versus the number four pick. Um, I'm going with Mankind in your house. And I am going for Iron Man. Tommy, you're the tiebreaker. Iron Man. Okay. James, that kind of surprises I would love that match, but I thought with Brett maybe, or... No, yeah, I, I just I love, love that it. match that much. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we're down to like... Yeah. Those are two of my favorite matches, so it really is. It might almost be a mood thing, you know? Right. Like tomorrow it, night. And it is hard. It's like freaking an hour, like to sit down and just watch it. It's it's a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, okay. Um, Backlash 04 versus Jericho, WrestleMania 19. I'm gonna go with Jericho to make make it easy. I am also going with Jericho, Tommy. I'm going with Jericho. Okay. Oh, man. So the final round five, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12, Iron Man match. Mm -hmm. Yep. Versus Chris Jericho, two Canadians over here, WrestleMania 19. (laughs) Maybe Shawn is Mr. WrestleMania. I mean, if he can carry some Canadian wrestlers, I mean, come on. And Brett Jericho, two of the worst of all time, and look what Sean did with them. <laughs> so hey, I, they all can't be Lance Storms, right? <laughs> if I could be serious for a moment, he was pretty bad. Too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Those are all good wrestlers. Canada doesn't make bad wrestlers. Well, in the backlash we had Benoit too. So I mean, it's a lot of Canadian wrestlers in our finals. Yeah. Um, Canadian wrestling, I think, like, if you're born in Canada, you just have a gene. It's like being born in the Rocks family. Like, Jey Uso's birth was, like, a three-star affair. <laughs> you just... You're born good. You don't have any say over it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna go with Iron Man on the final. Alright, Tommy, these are two of your faves, man. Yeah. Um, I... I'll say over the years, I've heard you talk more about the Jericho match. Uh, Yes, I I definitely have talked about it more. But I can't go against the Iron Man match. I mean, if we're talking about HBK's great, yeah, yeah, it's the Iron Man match. Even with, like, Jericho doing, like, the nip-up and the super kick and... And the kicking to the groin, I mean... The kicking to the groin, the skin the cat, the Sean pose, all that stuff. If if, if if I was going to sit down and watch a match, I would probably watch the Y2J match, personally. But it, 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 there's just, it's, there's just too much, there's too much going on in that match, and the build-up, and what it leads to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Iron Man match. All right, so I'm going to make it a clean sweep. Um, so many 
memorable great parts of the Iron Man match. There's where Brett backdrop Sean over the top and he crashes on Jose Lothario. And Brett turns around and does his pose like, and there we go. Now we're kicking it. Sean <laughs> uh, gives chin music to the timekeeper. That's a blast. That's gnarly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sean's like crazy leap off the top rope onto the floor where Brett's just like walking around the ring. And and there's more, you know, like they do moves they've never done the rest of their career, as far as I know, like the bridging German from Brett, the uh, Pearl River Plunge from Shawn Michaels, all this great stuff. And then the end is so dramatic where Brett gets the sharpshooter on for the last 45 seconds. And then the time runs out and then they make him come back. And he's like the what the frick is this type, you know, moment. And then Sean gets the chin music twice and he hit him with the super kick, but you'll never kick. You'll never in your life see one of Shawn Michaels' opponents get hit with a super kick and then beat Shawn Michaels to his feet. Impossible. But we may see it here. We did. It's no. not over. Oh, he's not up yet. It's not over. This capacity crowd buzzing. They've never seen anything quite like this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Michael said he got it. He got all of it. Michael's got all of it. Michael's going to cover. Five, two. The whole story of like no one getting a fall and then going into the last 10 minutes where they're both just throwing everything at the wall to get a fall and neither of them can. It, it's all so good. So, yeah. And Iron that Sean entrance. I mean, come on, right? No, yeah, that's a classic <laughs> moment. They still talk about that to this day, you know? So good. Every year it's like best entrances. Shawn Michaels, number one. <laughs> Uh, zip line from the top of the arena down to the ring. <laughs> What's number two? I I, I don't know. There's... Cena, Cena on the uh, the old timey car, the Godfather type car. I like that intro. I do too. <laughs> yeah, the gangsters around him. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 the... I would have to pick a Triple H uh, Terminator entrance. I mean, come on. Nice. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, it's um, time to play the game. Please no, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the uh, Triple H Castle of Grayskull insurance from WrestleMania 28. <laughs> uh, the, gosh, what else is there? The Army of John Cena's, remember that, from 25? Well, the real Slim Shady... Please stand up, entrance. Yes, the Slim Shady one. Yeah, that was good. No, it it, it was a good entrance. Um, hmm. The JBL at twenty one, where they have to raise the ramp, and then it's raining JBL dollars. <laughs> no one else remembers that. I, I thought mean, that I remember it. Yeah, I just thought. Yeah, I I was thinking of. Um, I'm sleepy now, but what one of the King Macho ones was it um, WrestleMania nine maybe or eight or something like that, where he's being carried out on Dusty Rose. Love that. 
I'll tell you, my personal favorite one, and it's nothing special, but Bret Hart walking out at 26 for um, his first appearance at a WrestleMania since 13 still gives me goosebumps when I watch it because he gets such a big ovation, and it feels like, okay, he's where he should be. He's back with WWE. He's at WrestleMania. And the match with Vince isn't great, but that entrance alone and then the sharpshooter at the end makes it all worth it for me. Definitely could have been a lot worse, for sure. Like his age, I mean, you know what I mean? Like the match and stuff, but I thought it was, it was good having him back. Yeah. Back in the graces. Do you guys have like a favorite, for whatever reason it would be, Mania Insurance? Josh, is yours the zipline, Shawn Michaels? Um, yeah, I'm kind of blanking on others, but probably that, yeah. All right, Tommy, what about you? Uh, I mean, for for the sheer energy from what I felt, probably Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 3. Yeah, I mean, just, heck yeah. And just because it, yeah. I mean, I still remember that. And, you know, and man, I was, you know, I was young, but I still remember that. That's great. That's great. All right, so Josh... Your favorite Sean match won the tournament. Yeah, let's. As, the the real question is if we'll be able to get get this put up by uh, by March thirty first. March thirty first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, happy Sean Michaels Day. Tommy, happy Sean Michaels Day. And happy Listeners. Triple H Day. Yeah, happy Triple H Day. Listeners, happy Sean Michaels Day. Thank you so much for joining uh, Tommy, the superfan Josh, and myself for this Best of Sean Michaels tournament. We hope you enjoyed it. I lost my smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go to bed. <laughs>